Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode. The FanDuel Thunderdome on this Winter Wednesday, December 14th already. This show starts now. December 14th, 11 days away from the day in which Jesus Christ came into our world via a virgin lady in a barn Mm -hmm. and changed the entire game forever. Happy holiday season. Happy week 15's tomorrow. Happy life to everyone. Week 15 starts tomorrow. That's wild. In Seattle, San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks. All eyes are on that game in the NFC side because there's a lot of playoff implications on the line. The Green Bay Packers obviously hoping that Seattle will lose, hoping that the Niners will get in there and get a big win. Seattle loses to the Panthers. Niners dominate against the Bucks. Mm -hmm. Line's much more different than you would expect it to be. Somebody has to know something. I think we're in for a good one tomorrow night. Can't wait to potentially watch it live and in person as I travel out there to meet up with My Vegas Bowl commentary camarader cohort. There it is. Compadre. That was what I was like. Yeah, there's an R in there. There's odd sound. That was going to be tough. Same thing. Nonetheless, I'll be there in person. Got a super boost that I'm going to try to will into victory from being on the field. Can't wait to kick off week 15. Can't wait to dive into today's conversations with the boys, who I get to chat with every day, which I'm very lucky to do so at the Toxic Table, at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt. Uh, Ty, don't mean to just say... Uh, like kind of shoo you off here because this would be very rude of me to do so. Know that I appreciate that you're here. Why are you wearing that Bruins fucking... Why? Yeah, why are you wearing that? Why wouldn't I wear the best team in the NHL's logos? I thought we support greatness and good teams and the Bruins happen to be the best team with also the greatest start in the history of home ice in the NHL history. In the back over there, host of That's Hockey Talk also runs the audio spaceship that he's been trying to figure out for weeks and he has and mastered Mm -hmm. it and I appreciate him. Nick, are the Bruins actually good at hockey? this year yeah very good they uh he's correct uh statistically uh in points which the nhl tracks and considers its ranking system they are the number one team in the league oh sorry boys <laughs> who's the hottest team in the league? oh that's the pittsburgh penguins easily oh, yeah. okay sorry bruins okay one eleven of the last 13 absolutely dominated really? right that's now. called a wagon 11 of the last 13 that's cool bruins are 22 and 4 so who cares about the last 13 games what's the first 30 right you're looking like okay yeah sorry 23 and 5. Whoa! Oh, Whoa! Five losses. No, I thought they were 23, 4, and 1. No, it doesn't matter. You That's guys suck, right? That's still five too losses. early. Yeah. Oh, you get a point for a overtime loss, so. Yeah, it's stupid, but. That's not how we're playing the game. Okay, you're not just turning overtime losses into. You play to win the game. I didn't make the rules. Hey, I didn't make the rules. I'm just reading what the record says, and the record says 23, 5, and. Or they don't go by one. the record, they go by the points. Oh, yeah, okay, so point. we have the most. Literally, points. that's what Nick and New Zealand yeah. just said. Yeah, okay. Anyways, let's move on. Too much hockey. Hockey doesn't matter right now, anyways. That's why you guys are peaking way too early. Exactly. We're getting hot at the right time. Tonight, 8 p.m., youtube.com forward slash that's hockey talk. You can catch it all there. You you just said it, too. It doesn't matter who's the hottest team in the league, which you guys all just yelled penguins, but it's fine. No, no, you were hot early. That's why you're 23, 4, and 1. Oh, man. 23, 4, and 1. What a shame. It really stinks for Bruins fans right now. You guys forgot how to skate, though. So, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Don't, and do you want to talk basketball, too? Because the Celtics are number yeah. one in the NBA. Did you guys beat the Lakers last night? Oh, uh, beat the hell out of them. Who hasn't? That is a good question. Bingo. I was thinking about watching that game. I was up for like I was up at the time when it started yeah. very late. I'm like, you know what? Got some energy. I'm going to watch this game. Turn it on. This game stinks. Yeah. yeah. Why am I watching this? Yeah. Why the Lakers suck so bad? It was a good game. I, huh? It was good. They came back. 
Yeah, when you had it on, the Celtics were up by 20. At Darius J. Butler, host of Everything DB and the Man to Man podcast, joining us. Big time uh, NBA fan. Great basketball player, by Mm -hmm. the way. One of the best. I I think he could have easily made it in the NBA if he would have focused strictly on the NBA. He won't say that because he has too much respect (laughs) for everybody in the NBA, but I will say it as somebody that's watched him play, watched other professional athletes play, and watched a standard person play at LA Fitness. It's kind of a a good judgment. I think I've seen them all. I've seen everybody play. Uh, not that I know much about the sport, but I feel like I can give that judgment. You love basketball. Yep. Love the NBA. Why do the Lakers suck? What is the deal? Team. The, the, how they construct their team. Obviously, they got one of the best duos when they're healthy, uh, AD mm-hmm. and LeBron. But, um, you know, you need shooters around, bro. I watched man. the Shaq doc. Okay? Yeah. And uh, they went through the history of the Lakers. And I forget who it was. Uh, Wilt, maybe? No. Kareem? Kareem got traded to the Lakers. They go on a winning spree. Magic obviously gets picked up. They go on a winning mm-hmm. spree. Uh, LeBron gets tra- – Shaq got traded in. They go mm-hmm. on a winning spree. LeBron gets traded in. They win a championship. But then, you know, they've kind of fallen yeah. off. I guess that's kind of been the Lakers' MO. And it's almost like you get anointed when it's like, hey, you're being oh, yeah. brought in. It's like your era now with the entire Lakers situation. And watching Shaq and Kobe do their thing. And uh, Ricky, Ricky, right? Pretty Ricky? What was yes. It? Rick Fox. Rick Fox. Mm-hmm. Fox. They yep. called him Pretty Ricky in the documentary. Yeah. Or they had, they had him up. Seeing the way they constructed the team, though, mm-hmm. and way like the way Shaq operated and the way he was thinking versus what we see Shaq now and what I thought of Shaq, like that's going to be a hard league to win in, I think. you got to mm-hmm. have fucking dogs yeah. who are aliens who are all in. Yeah. I think. And that's a tough thing to do for 82 games. I don't know how anybody does it over there, honestly. Yeah, that's tough. That's kind of why they lost last night. They came back, um, and then AD was gassed at the end. He missed a couple free. He had a great game, missed a couple free throws. And then they went, Tatum came down, hit a big shot over Braun. And then once it got in overtime, you know, that's where, where underdogs go to die. So uh, Celtics right, took over. Well, congrats to the Celtics on getting a big win. And congrats to the Bruins for being the first quarter of the season champions. Yeah. Hell yeah. NHL. Thank congrats, you. Honestly. Thank well, you very much. Well, the Red Wings aren't even, I assume they're not even in the league. No. Are you guys still playing? <laughs> Hockey doesn't start till the snow's on the ground, boys. We all know that. So they'll be coming around pretty soon here. Well, a couple years ago, you guys weren't even invited to play no. when no. hockey no. was no. no. like no. in the air. No. You guys love COVID cups. We don't like COVID cups. And watch cups. the weather, we like okay? There's been a cups. bunch of massive winter storms, okay? Yeah, clown. And then we're going to start playing. Weird weather. This yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, especially in Indiana. We don't no, get no. snow until February. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I mean, we'll get the wintry mix and the slush and all the shitty we'll all stuff. The it's stuff. terrible out right now. We're not going to get snow until, you know, February, March. This is a mist. It's like a cold mist outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's deceiving. It's How do you feel about it, Darius? Because you're going to Philadelphia here and South Florida. It yeah. feels like the weather's changing everywhere, no? doesn't feel terrible, though. I mean, I, I expect it to be colder yeah. um, than, than it has been. It, it, I feel like it, probably a week, one week I came up here, it was pretty cold, but it's been pretty smooth. Obviously, Florida is, is Florida. Um, Philly. Is Florida always Florida? Florida is pretty much always. We get a cold front maybe, you know, a couple weeks, oh, which is bummer. nothing crazy, which is 50-something degrees. <laughs> but, I mean, Florida's uh, – it was – Damn near pool day yesterday. Whoa. That's ridiculous. Damn near pool day. Debo will wear what he's wearing in August in Florida. It's True. unbelievable. That was disgusting. True. Yeah. That was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I had I had jorts on, yeah. tank top, flip-flops on, mm-hmm. drenched in sweat, sitting in a house that had air conditioning on just because yeah. the humidity was. And we're sitting there waiting. Darius gets in, pulls into town, <laughs> hoodie on. Yep, winter coat. <laughs> jacket. Ridiculous. Full jeans and like undershirt under it, 
Hey, what's up, guys? Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you <laughs> okay? And I guess that's just standard. You kind of get used to it. You get acclimated to it. Because I never thought I'd want to move to Florida. And I don't know if I do now either. That hurricane stuff is... The, the humidity, the humidity for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That hurricane shit scares the shit out of me, though. No but joke. Just from watching from afar. Yeah. And I don't know if I don't get to see what the actual effects are because I'm not watching the local news every single day. But whenever it's leading up to one of those... It sounds like the scariest oh, situation yeah. imaginable. Hey, there's going to be this uh, storm surge. Uh, what storm surge? It's just going to rain hard? Oh, uh, no, actually, the ocean's just going to pick up, and then it's going to move into where your house is. Yeah. Like, it's yep. just going to be what? three feet of water, yeah. four feet of water. I'm like, so does that mean, like, sharks are coming? Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, you will see things swimming around, but all, everything in your house gets ruined, basically. I'm like, oh, what yeah. the fuck? That just comes out of nowhere. You just got to hope it doesn't happen? Is that the case? Yeah, I mean, we, you get... One every few years, that's really bad. Um, the one that hit earlier this year on the West Coast was, was pretty bad. Did, did a lot of damage. But um, yeah, that was part of, you know, that's the, that's the bad that comes with living in South Florida. You know, it's a lot of good, though. Well, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to, you know, retire and disappear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not doing this for the rest of my life. I've decided. No, I've become yeah, too no soft. No. used to be like... I want four seasons for the rest of my life. Used to be like, I need it. Well, you know, sure. want it. That doesn't exist. I like when you're right. It's like three. Cold right. and hot. Maybe two. two. And yeah, maybe two. Georgia? Georgia, man. Carolina. Carolinas, yep. Carolina, Ooh, I guess, yeah. is where people are talking. There's a lake. Lake Norman. Well, like, that obviously, there's another one, I think, that's like one of those like flathead type lakes. Mm-hmm. Out, you know, Montana has like that flathead uh-huh. lake where just a bunch of bazillionaires just mm-hmm. built a lake basically and said, we're going to move in here and this is going to be our thing. I guess there's one of those in uh, Carolina where it's like three golf courses connected to it all. Not Ooh. bad. It's like, cool. That's where I could be a 70-year-old. Oh, yeah. That's where I could be a yeah, 70-year-old absolutely. right there. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But will that place still be around 50 years from now? Who? <laughs> well, where we at? Zito just said it's 49 degrees. Down where in Charlotte? Carolina. Yeah, it's not bad. Which is wonderful right there. now. I'm wearing tank top and jeans in that. That's, yeah, that's yeah. 49 degrees is tank top and jeans for me. It is um, It's a good time of year, though. Hey, it's a good time Great of year time because yeah. we're getting an opportunity now to know, hey, who's going to be the contenders? Mm-hmm. And, huh? <laughs> who's going to be the pretenders? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of teams on the bubble right now, both in the AFC and the NFC. The AFC has seems to have a deeper pool of teams that can really go on and do some damage in the playoffs as opposed to the NFC teams, which is really top-heavy. Now, mm-hmm. there are still teams right below that top level, that's second tier in the NFC, that can fucking maybe click and go on a run. Yeah, sure. But I feel like the AFC picture is a lot deeper. I think there's a lot more conversation about the teams, how they're constructed, how they operate, how they play. Can it travel? Can it win on the road? I just think the AFC is deeper. The NFC, though, super top-heavy. Oh, I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. that Eagles team, whenever you're sitting uh, at 12-1 and one this deep into the season and seemingly only getting better as the weeks go by yeah. and also getting along more as the yeah. weeks go by. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you get deep in the season, somebody gets hurt, maybe some team chemistry goes out of the way, something bad happens, fingers start getting pointed. I guess we'll have to see how this team will handle that because they haven't had to handle much of that. NFC, very top-heavy. AFC, we have no clue what the fuck's going to happen over here. Obviously, the Bills and Chiefs are in a conversation, and the Bills could go on a run. Chiefs could obviously go on a run. But how about the Bengals who represented the Super Bowl just a year ago, finding their groove, winning like six out of the last six or seven out of the last seven, dominating? We'll have Coach Lou Arumo, defensive coordinator, uh, joining us here in seven minutes but this playoff picture is starting to get a little clearer Darius mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on where we are right now where we will be and where we thought we would be right now in your eyes I feel like we still don't have a fucking clue honestly honestly I feel like anything can happen right now especially on the NFC side you mentioned it because even when you look at the top 
teams, you know, it's a bunch of guys who don't have a, you know, a long track record of playoff success. You know, uh, the Eagles have constructed a team. They look awesome. Obviously, Hurts is young. This will be his second time in the playoffs. But, um, you know, the Vikings, who knows? Cowboys, you know, they always let us down. Niners, you got Purdy, you know, mm-hmm. so how will that uh, go? So mm-hmm. it's a lot of questions on that side. In the AFC, obviously, you got the two top dogs with Kansas City and uh, Buffalo. I'm not saying Miami's dead yet. I'm still on the Miami uh, wagon, obviously. And really? then I, I really. He's a Dolphins fan. And so then obviously, true. you know, my preseason prediction of Chargers Eagles. I'm still there with it. I like the Chargers, man. I think uh, they're a completely different offense when Mike Keep Williams on. is healthy. Bosa coming back, uh, Derwin getting back healthy. I think they can make a push late too. So. Chargers right now plus thirty four hundred. Get on it, D. Mm-hmm. But if you yeah. honestly still they believe that, and maybe they will be able to. Sure. Yeah. Maybe the Chargers will be able to get hot, and that's the beautiful thing about the NFL. You never know who's going to go. Nobody expected the Bengals to go in the run they won yep. on last year. Now they're an entirely different team. Bengals too, yeah. Uh, yeah. Diggs, what is the smart money you think whenever you're betting on futures bets like this type of thing? Do we just hammer across all the favorites and get it? get it figured out or does the history tell us that there's maybe a team that's going to come out of nowhere I mean sometimes but like recently I feel like the last few years it's been the favorites uh, except for the, the Bengals obviously last year but like KC and Tampa they didn't win though no no right yeah, yeah. so they came well, you out can always they didn't win. if you take like I, I mean I don't think they're a bad bet there but like I would if I were to make a Super Bowl bet today I would personally I would stay away from the fucking AFC and I would I would probably just take the Eagles and then once you get to that game situation, however you feel about it, maybe hedge on the other side, on the AFC. Because who knows what the fuck's going to happen in the AFC, honestly. Like, any, anyone, like any one of them can take out any one of them. Yeah. Legit. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only team in there that a majority of fans probably aren't scared of is the New England Patriots. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's because people have softened on their Bill Belichick is smarter than everybody thing. And I have actually said that I'm not, not just going to rely upon Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick anymore when I'm, I'm betting on games or picking games smart. or doing something like that. I think it is it's smart. It's tough not to. But we still have to have the respect <laughs> that Bill Belichick could in the playoffs fucking yep. completely take away a team's yeah. whatever somehow just yeah. because he has seen so much football, done so much football, executed so well in football. I think the Patriots are probably the only team that everybody thinks, like, maybe they wouldn't be able to – because Derek – you look at the Titans, it's like, well, if Derek Henry goes for mm-hmm. 250 yeah, and Vrabel's on that other side, there's, like, you can see almost a possibility, even though the favorites are obviously head and shoulders above everybody else. It's like – Ugly loss to the Titans this past – you know, fire at home. Yeah. Ugly loss. You know, they had the lead, and then Jags just ran them out of the Brave. building. That was that was surprising too. At was, home. Yeah. Turn the light switch off on Derrick Henry in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ninety-eight yards in the first half, two yards in the second half. Yeah. What? Bad. When has that ever happened? Never. It's usually the opposite. Bingo. You know, start off slow in the second half. He wears on you, but um, obviously teams are going to be dialed in on stopping twenty-two. So that passing offense is going to have to do something. But um, that was a, a surprising. You know, Coach Vrabel. Hey, but you know more than me, okay? Because there will be days where I'm just like, uh, for whatever reason, my leg doesn't have as much pop. It doesn't feel like I'm hitting the ball as far. Maybe it seems as if the sweet spot's smaller. So I've had off days. Not Mm -hmm. gonna say that I haven't. I've had a lot of off days. Everybody knows that. But how come it feels like there's teams that just lay an egg sometimes? Like, why does it happen? Like on a like a defense, it's been very dominant. All of a sudden, we'll show up and they give up like 280 out of nowhere. It's Mm -hmm. like, what happened? Do Do you think it's a schematic thing do you think it's an attitude thing do you think it's just like unlucky is it obviously all of those yeah, things i think like, when you just have those type of uncharacteristic performances it's like the dolphins for instance yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah i think um 
momentum has a lot to do with it, which, which a lot of people think is fake uh, momentum. It, you know, football, it's, it's, a, it's a rhythm sport, too, you know, it, just like a lot of sports. But if you defensively, offensively, you obviously depend on other guys to be in their spot, to block, to run the right route, to do their right coverage assignment. So when you do that, first play, boom, we get off three and out. Like, that can just get that ball rolling and momentum. And then once you kind of smell blood in the water, you can just feast on it. I think that's what the, uh, the Chargers did to the Dolphins the other night. And it can happen any given Sunday. You saw the Texans. They were rolling, you know, and almost beat, yeah. you know, the, the Cowboys who came in with a damn near 18-point uh, 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 line in that game. So it can happen any given Sunday. You got good coaches. You got good players. I think momentum uh, more than anything. Ty, give a uh, definition to the word momentum to an alien. <laughs> Honestly, alien comes down to earth, and because momentum is, I believe momentum is a real yeah, thing. Too. I think real. every athlete mm-hmm. that's ever played anything believes in momentum. There's people, though, stats people that are like momentum. Although people talk about it, not an actual thing, you mm-hmm. know, because it can't be. If you were to give that definition to somebody that's never heard, what would you say momentum? Was? A series of events where everything is going your way, and even when things probably shouldn't be going your way, it's still somehow the ball bounces in your direction. Why does it happen? I don't know, because I feel like... I mean, it's awesome, though, isn't it? Like yeah, you, you can feel it. Like you can you feel it both, both ways. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, yeah exactly, because you look at like, the Ravens, who like a lot of times this year, like they have all the momentum in the first half. They're beating the hell out of teams, and we've seen that graphic <laughs> where it's like they're going into halftime, the Ravens are up by 17 or 21 yeah. or 24, and then they end up losing those games. Like It seemingly makes no sense, but it really is the type of thing where once that momentum swings in the other direction and if you don't stop it right away, like it's a tidal wave yeah. and it, it'll fucking crush you or you know, you'll benefit from it and end up coming back when you probably have no business coming back. Happens because uh, these are humans playing the game, right? Yeah, true. not Madden characters. Nope. Very true. Everybody doesn't wake up at a 98 or 92 or 78, mm-hmm. whatever the score is. And bodies can also deteriorate over mm-hmm. seasons. You might be different. But when momentum's on your side, it's a fantastic thing. Joining us now is a man who's always creating momentum, isn't he? That's right. Oh, yeah. Boys fly around for this man. Has a big old brain, has an incredible defense that he runs. Was in a Super Bowl last year. Now the team has been hot, rattling off six straight, I believe. Only a couple losses. Have it all figured out in a campaign to defend their AFC championship reign. Ladies Mm -hmm. and gentlemen, defense coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, who have an indoor practice facility Mm -hmm. and a sponsor on the stadium now. Wow. And the AFC champions. Mm -hmm. Yep. Lou Aruma. Yeah. What's up, man? Coach Paisan, thank you so much for joining us. We loved getting a chat with you last year. Thank you for coming back. My pleasure. It's great to be here. Coach, you've been around football a long time. We were just talking about it, about like how sometimes it feels like teams, good teams, and I didn't know the answer because I haven't been a part of an 11-person operation like on a defense side or offense side of ball. I asked Darius, like, how come teams just lay an egg some days? And some, how come teams show up some games and then they don't on others? I assume that's something that you have to figure out on a weekly basis. That's a coach's job. But what are your thoughts on momentum? And is that something that you can coach or is that something you can figure out? And do you think it's a real thing? Obviously it is. Yeah, it's definitely a real thing. And I just want to say I sat down when you guys were talking about it, and you definitely teed your boy up there because he had some answer that, man, it was like right out of the uh, Webster's Dictionary or whatever. <laughs> hey, that'll be tied. Yeah, yeah. Harvard, I love it. Got excited. Uh, no, no, that was, I could, I, no way I could do that good. But, uh, no, I just think it's, as you know, Pat, you get into the flow of a game and um, – 
especially when you're at home and, and things start going well for you as a team, the crowd's getting into it, and you can kind of just see the overall demeanor of the other uh, of the other players on the other side just, you know, dropping their head a little bit or whatever it may be. and A little bit harder at home, uh, excuse me, on the road, but, uh, you know, then the boos start happening for the home team, and then you know you got them. So I, I just think a couple good plays in a row, and you got a chance to grab it, and once you grab it, especially when you're on your road, you got to keep it. Does that change anything in the way you're calling anything whenever you're feeling it? Like, if you're, are you taking more shots maybe, making more things whenever it feels like it's going your way? And then on the flip side, are you like, well, we got to put this fire out, we got to do what our standard shit is? Is that something you have to take into account? Yeah, 100%. I think that if, if things are going our way and we're feeling good and, and the guys are making plays, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you're at a zero pressure when you normally wouldn't and vice versa where, yeah. hey, maybe things aren't going too well. Let's play some cover two and just settle down for a second, you know, and not give up a big play. Um, so I think that, yeah, definitely. I feel it. I feel it in the, the uh, you know, ebbs and flows of the game. You know, you got to, uh, to me, you got to be prepared for that and, and play to our strengths and play to the player's strengths. Paycor Stadium is an awesome environment. Herb Street, I don't know if you know this, Kirk Herb Street, the voice of college football for 27 years. Damn. Lou, he's been on fucking TV for 27 years, that guy. His face still looks <laughs> the exact same mm-hmm. as it's always. People forget that because of how young he looks. He's a season ticket holder uh, uh, at the stadium this year because he lives in Cincinnati. And he sends me videos of that place. It's loud. That place is getting loud over there, Coach. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, you think about a couple of third downs against the Chiefs. And, you know, I had my head, obviously, the headsets on. And I, I couldn't still, I had to tell the guys upstairs, you got to talk louder. I can't hear you, you know, with the personnel groups and stuff. So our our fans have been phenomenal. Uh, you know, I still I still remember coming back from the playoff games last year. And there's thousands of people waiting for us to just get off the bus. And uh, just the unbelievable atmosphere in our, our home field games are truly a home field advantage. Hey, nobody ever talks about the Who Day, do they? No, they nobody really. talks about them. Right? They're always like Bills Mafia. They're standing out in four feet of snow. Mm-hmm. Packers fans everywhere you go. Nobody really talks about the Bengals fans enough. AJ Hawk's been saying he's like, hey, these Cincinnati folks are they love the Bengals. Now they got something to go for. Let's talk about that. Your defense has obviously been phenomenal this year. It seems like, and I'd like to get your take on this. Across the NFL, I guess it's a month ago we looked up the stat. Mm-hmm. It was a five-year low for points being scored. Is there anything different this year that offenses are doing? Is there like an evolution in defense to what the modern football is that you've seen or experienced? What do you think that account? Why do you think that is happening, Coach? I, I just think so many people have, uh, so many teams have so many weapons. On, on you know, you used to come into a game where you got to stop this receiver. Well, now teams have one, two, like, like us, we have three that you have to concern yourself with. with. And like, to me, it's just. Uh, uh, forced us on defense to play a little bit more shell or too high safeties, which, you know, protects you a little bit from or should protect you from the deep uh, deep plays and the explosive plays. And I think it's made the offenses drive the, uh, the long field. And uh, I, that, I think, may have something to do with it. But, man, you better be prepared for these weapons week in and week out these days. It's, it's no longer just, you know, uh, two-back pro or slot and here comes, you know, fullback lead or something. You know, it's not happening. I love the end of your answer there. It was like... All right, let's not talk too loud about this, all right? Yeah. <laughs> My guys, at any given moment, these dudes, can, everybody on the field can score. It does feel like yeah. that. But on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, you guys got speed everywhere across the board on defenses across the NFL. It's a faster league right now. It seems to be a much higher IQ, football IQ league right now. And for you guys, you guys have showed up. 
losses this year, giving up 19 and 20 twice. That's it, right? It's not like you guys are ever getting run out. Obviously, expectations are high after you go to the Super Bowl. You lose Hendrickson now for a couple weeks with a broken wrist. He finished the game, defensive end, with a broken wrist, which is a maniac thing. What do you think about your defense this year? Where are you guys continuing to try to grow? And the loss of Trey is obviously huge. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, so, you know, I think first and foremost with our guys, we've got a great group of guys that have been together now for a while. And so when we when we got back here in the spring, we were doing OTAs, you know, and we had just obviously come up to Super Bowl. And, and uh, on day one install, our linebackers are making checks that we made in the Super Bowl. I'm like, all right, relax. It's day one install. Let's just play over G cover three, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but that's that was our mindset coming in, and it didn't stop, you know, when we went to training camp and then on. So, you know, just the uh, what we can pull from and what I can pull from or what we can pull from uh, in our what we've done in the past, it just helps to be prob- great problem solvers during games, you know, because things are going to happen. Hey, this plan, we, we thought we were going to be able to work. Well, guess what? It's not going so great. Let's let's go to this. And. I've been able to do that a number of times this year and, and the guys don't flinch, you know, and if you're playing with guys that aren't smart uh, or don't know what I'm thinking, uh, then it becomes more difficult, but we're all in line uh, with, with what we want to do. And to me, it just makes it so much easier as a play caller. And Trey, obviously that's a massive a couple yeah. of weeks. They're saying he's going to be back. What is he to your defense? And what does this mean? You think going forward? Yeah. It, I mean, I'm hoping it's a, uh, uh, shorter than longer, obviously, only a couple of weeks, I hope. Um, he's such a great pressure player, uh, you know, the definition of a pass rusher. He's around the quarterback all the time. You know, he's constantly hitting the guy. You know, he's our number one pressure player. So, uh, you know, we'll have to generate it with other guys. We've got some good quality depth there. So, uh, you know, and oh, by the way, you know, uh, we're playing Tom Brady. So who gets the ball out faster than anybody in the history of football? So uh, it's more about, as you know, just pushing the pocket, getting our hands up. And, you know, if you get him into some downs where, it's got, where he's got to hold it, you got a chance. Uh, but other than that, that ball's coming out. Hey, against Tom Brady, you just telling him not to make eye contact with that guy? You know, right now, he's got these blue glasses he's been wearing. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Hey, he looks so cool right now. I don't know if you get to see as often because you're all locked in on Bengal stuff. His entrances yeah. to fields this year have been cooler than they've ever been. <laughs> I'm telling you, it has been top. I haven't, I haven't seen it. You know, I, uh, so we're playing. I'm back at the Dolphins. This is 2013. Uh, we have about eight DBs get hurt in the game. You know, literally like four of them went down. And so we had a rookie that I had to put out there. And um, I said, listen, Tom's going to look at you. He's going to lick his fingers. And he's going to look right at you, and he's going to throw the ball at you every play. So don't don't worry about it. The ball's coming your way. Don't get nervous. Sure enough, first play, looks right over there, licks his fingers, and throws a speed out for a first down. And I'm screaming like a lunatic. I told you, know, so um, he doesn't, you know, he's a great, you know, un- unbelievable amount of respect, obviously, for who he is, what he does, and, and how unbelievably efficient he is to this day it's incredible hey why are those greats great is it their mind is it their mental what do you think it is i think it's all of it right god-given ability um then the drive and the want to to continue to do the routine every single day to me that's what separates the guy you know and then again and just his mental capacity of processing information and seeing it and you know i told the guys today i'm like all right we're, we'll have some disguises but just know he's seen it 
and he's probably going to have the beater up for the coverage we're playing. So just know that, all right? Um, you know, and I just think it's all those things, you know, to me that uh, is able to make him what he is. Joey B's got all of them, huh? How fucking cool is that dude? Jo- huh? You got lucky. Hey, yeah. every every de- no offense, and you know, I, I think I speak for. You know, every conversation I've ever had with any defensive coordinator or special teams coordinator or whatever that isn't in has anything to do with the offensive side of the ball, every one of them, life's a lot better when you got a, hey, when we got a quarterback, we got a guy. Joey B seems to be everything and more. Is that the case behind the scenes? And what do you think from a defense coordinator standpoint? Oh, 100%. I mean, the guy is is locked in, uh, is a great, great, um, you know, forget the talent, the, the arm accuracy, all that. He is a steely-eyed killer, man. He he just wants to go out there and win football games. Uh, he doesn't flinch in the biggest uh, moments as as we've seen. Yeah, he's obviously got great players to throw it to. But uh, Joe is, uh, you know, I just know if, if we're struggling a little bit, that get get the ball back to him, and uh, you know, he's going to make throws that uh, some guys uh, just can't. Yeah, that, ball, that's that ball a, that's right, a, yeah, that's, that's unguardable ball right there. Yeah, that's, yeah so he, even even uh, even Jamar in this play said, you know, I wasn't sure it was coming. It just happened to hit me in the stomach. <laughs> 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 so, so that's that's Joe, and he trusts his guys, and uh, he goes out there, and he plays fearless, and he's smart. And, man, I'm so thankful he's on our team. Trust me. Yeah, man, he should be for sure. We're if you guys want to trade them, the Indy. Oh, yeah. Come on. We're good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> has a question for you guys, Darius. Hey, Lou, man, I love watching your guys play, man. Wilson, Bates, Bell, all the guys, Hilton. Um, how much input do you allow those guys to have on specific game plans? Because you guys are so multiple week by week, even quarter by quarter sometimes. So you talked about how long they've been together as a group. How much input do they have on game plans with, uh, with you? Yeah, so I, you know, I'll I'll ask them all of them. Uh, you know, the guys that uh, have been around and know what and how we're thinking. And hey, you know, uh, do you like this one? Do you like which one? Do you like this call a little bit more? A little bit? Eh, I'm not feeling that one, coach. You know, well, if I'm high on it, I'll tell them the reasons why. Yep. Um, and then if it's something that I'm a little gray on, then I'll, I'll I won't put it in the game plan. And more importantly, though, with our guys, you know, I remember Cheeto. Awuzie, who again, uh, unbelievable player for us, and is down right now. But uh, in the AFC Championship game, at the most critical time, said, "Cheat, here's what I'm thinking. You know, what do you think?" And and um, you know, and he was, we were right in line, and I called what what uh, what uh, what I thought would would work. And uh, you know, he's the one though that keeps begging me to call zero against Mahomes. I'm like, hey man, I, I'm, we got to pump the brakes on that one. <laughs> call it, coach. It'll work. Call it. I said, all right, let, maybe. Yeah, you gotta love that from your corners though. Ask for zero, shit. You don't get yes, that a lot for sure. They they know at least the ball's coming out. You know. Yep. Man, coach, what a run this is right now with this Bengals team. Yeah. Have you have you guys experienced the indoor facility yet? And uh, how is I that? just I just came from the beautiful indoor facility. It's raining. It's a beautiful day in uh, Ohio today. It's gray, rainy. Uh, so we were able to uh, just. You know, just came from it just now. Just Great. do a, just do a walk through that you're wearing in regular clothes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not not have to get drenched and ruined. No, nope. no, no. Just have a little bubble that's been on high schools for thirty years. <laughs> that's awesome. Unbelievable. Let's go, dude. Go. Angles. Hey, Fantastic. Gonna- 
Fantastic indoor facility is what it is. Yeah, you're damn right. Congrats everybody over there in the back. Yeah. A couple more questions for you here, Coach. We're obviously big fans. Ty, go ahead, pal. Coach, we've talked to a couple of players who have basically said that like, at halftime, there, there's not enough time to really have any adjustments or anything like that. And I'm sure your opinion on that as a coach is a little bit different. But it really does seem like every single week, whatever the team you're playing is doing well, you have the adjustments to kind of limit that and take it away in the second half. What do you attribute that to? And would you say it's more important being prepared leading up to Sunday or making those adjustments in-game on Sunday? Yeah, I, I think it's a combination of both. Obviously, we want to be the most prepared and, and guys knowing what to expect from the opponent. But I think it's twofold. I think you get a, I get a feel for the play caller on the other side, and, and uh, you know, uh, you can kind of – play to some of the things that they're trying to do and our guys feel get you know comfortable within the game and and being able to make adjustments and you know really at halftime as you guys know it's fast it's furious but it is the one time where they're all sitting right in front of us you know I can get their eyes I can get their attention uh but you know it's it's no it's no magic where you know we're we're kind of working the process throughout the game you a good card player uh I I like I I like blackjack yeah (laughs) Do you think that is okay? So, because this is fascinating, just listening to you say, "Well, I'm kind of getting a feel what the other guys doing." Like that's a that's like a feel thing. That's not something you can necessarily coach. I don't think you kind of got to have it. And and defensive play callers don't get talked about a lot. Like nobody talks about Paisan. It's the offensive gurus are the ones everybody talks about. It's like, look at this new play design. Look at this. They're always trying to figure out if somebody's going to be a good one or not. I wonder if that is a massive part of it. Like, can you play cards or not? Is that a, is that a good indicator? Is this something you've always been able to do? Have good feel, or what do you think it, it is to be a good play caller? Yeah, I, I, I really, I, I think it helps. You know, having coached the DBs for so long, where I'm always kind of seeing the game for, through their eyes from the from the back end up to the front. Thank God. Especially in today's, in, especially in today's football. Like you guys asked, like you're going to lose the game fast if you're screwed up in the back end. And how can I help or protect a guy that may be struggling, um, you know, with a different coverage, uh, as opposed to worrying about a six-yard run, you know? And now, when you're playing uh, Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, you better worry about a, you know the the gaps. But uh, I think, you know, when you're playing Mahomes and Kansas City and guys that can sling it around, you know, you better see it through the back end's eyes and be able to protect those guys when they need help and, and like i said just get a feel for what the what the other guys are trying to do and um you know because they have tendencies too just like i do uh but i try to you know try to see it like an offensive play caller where hey you know i haven't done this in this situation so i'm going to do it you know like the other day we zero blitzed on third and 13 you know that's not typically what we do so is there games and you don't have to out anybody obviously that'd be incredibly unprofessional and you'd catch a lot of shit for it but <laughs> Is there been games where you feel like, you, oh, I got this dude, like the offensive play call, like you just know, like I got this dude figured out, like calling a screen, but you're dropping people into coverage anyway, so it's like perfect. They're not catching you on a blitz. Is there games that that happens, and do you know it? Um, yeah, I mean, there'd be certain situations where I feel pretty good, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll take the high road, like you said, and just go with the players do a great job in certain games just having a feel for what's yeah, going on. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Colin has a question for you, Coach. Yeah, Coach, obviously it's one thing to go to the Super Bowl, but then for the next season, you guys not to have a massive letdown is a whole nother. Uh, what have you and Zach Taylor done to kind of continue to have that success, and how has he grown as a head coach while you've been the D.C. for the Bengals? 
Well, Zach's great. I mean, just the, you know, just the consistency, right? The players know every day what they're going to get from the coaches. You know, we talk, we talk to the players all, all the time about being consistent. So you can be the same guy every day. And if the coaching staff and, and your leaders aren't doing it that way, then how can they be expected to be consistent? So, um, you know, Zach sets the tone every day and um, uh, they, the players know what to expect. And even when we got off to that bumpy start early in the year, there was never any panic. We knew what we had. Um, you knew what kind of guys we had in our room, both as coaches and as players. And it's, you know, kind of bearing itself out over the season so far. What was uh, the offense? At what moment do you think the offensive line clicked? Because I assume there was moments in training camp and early in the season when you guys were watching practice film and you were realizing that your D-line was just absolutely abusing the offensive line. It was like we were supposed to get this fixed. At what moment did you see it get fixed? Was there a moment in practice? Was there a game? And did you worry about it early? Did anybody other than – did anybody have worries about it? Yeah, I just think it's the same thing. I think it was all about we had guys that were injured and weren't practicing, you know, just getting together. Joe had the app, you know, the appendix out. So it was never ah. a, a cohesive group uh, from the jump from training camp. So – um, we had, I guess I mentioned some of those guys were injured, but you know our old line coach Frank Pollock does an unbelievable job with those guys, and, and um, you know just knew can trust in what what uh, he does and how he coaches those guys, and you know once we once we got in a game uh, three or four whatever you just saw it and it was uh, you know those guys were clicking and knew we were going to be just fine. Yeah. I mean, honestly, from the outside looking in, we're like, man, this is all they focus on. If they get this fixed, it seems like this team is going to have it figured out. Spend money, invest in it. It becomes a big deal. Yep. And then it's almost like worse than it was. And it's like, mm -hmm. damn, is this just going to be like a, an Achilles heel of this Bengals team? And then all of a sudden, Joey's just got room. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> now Joe Burrow has time. It's like, that's a real problematic thing. Last question here for you, Coach, from fellow Paisano, Anthony DeJoya. Coach, you got Tom this weekend. You've already played rookie quarterback earlier in the year. What's the, the biggest difference when you're coming into a game versus a rookie versus, like, Tom? Is it pre-snap movement? Like, do you show more exotics potentially to a rookie? What's the biggest difference when you're going against two different types? Yeah, great question. Uh, you know, I, I think, again, you know, a guy like Tom uh, has seen it all. You know, guys are going to try to disguise, but that doesn't mean you, you don't do it. That doesn't mean you just line up in the coverage and, you know, uh, you know, just maybe a little, little subtle adjustment uh, to a base disguise that we normally do. Um, you know, with the younger guys, you feel like you can maybe catch them with some of the base ones that you, you already have in play, uh, maybe a different coverage here or there. But to me, when you're playing, when when you're playing uh, a guy like Tom Brady or or you know Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, any of the great quarterbacks that we play against, Mahomes, um, you know it's all about just playing sound fundamentals, playing with leverage, knowing where your help is in the back end, and don't let them beat them. If you have outside leverage, don't let them catch an outside breaking route. You know I know it sounds simple, but uh, he's banking on that and he's counting on that. And we just got to play good sound fundamental football, and um, you know uh, because he's going to make throws. That's just what he does. So much fun watching Bates play football. Oh, so good. I even... love Je Jesse's my guy. Is he? That's good. That's good news, right? There's some sort of long-term contract conversation. <laughs> right? yeah. That's good news. That's good yeah, news. Right. Hey, he's a baller. He is. He's a fucking he monster out there, dude. Good. Ask me, Pat, ask me where I went on my bye, bye week. Hey, Coach uh, Lou Anarumo, I know everybody kind of – has different ideas for what the bye week is. They watch more film. They self-scout. They try to get away a little bit. What did you do for your bye week, Coach Lou Rumo, defense coordinator of the yep. Bengals? 
Well, I kept my house in Fort Lauderdale, but my wife, we did not go there. Uh, that that you know, because it's what? usually generally nice down there. Hmm. So my son is a sophomore at Mor- in Morgantown, West Virginia, at the University of West Virginia. So I took in the Oklahoma game, sitting in the stands oh, in the rain in forty degree weather with a with a plastic bag over my head <laughs> to cover over my body. Glad you it was that. a great great time. You know, great time. Morgantown. Sounds like you had a blast. Let's go Mountaineers. Look, yeah. you had the time of your life. Look at that. Look at that. Did you know how glowingly he spoke? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, scouts. Okay. Recruits, I'm sorry. You heard what defensive coordinator the Cincinnati Bears? <laughs> the weather was terrible for him. It's never like that. Normally 70 degrees, no, sunny, <laughs> no humidity. It's normally perfect. L- listen to the time. He- what did you did you guys go out a little bit? You have a couple uh, stop at some restaurants. Did you have a full West Virginia experience? We we did. My my son took us around and uh, took us a couple spots. Uh, everything was uh, was a great time. I tailgated. There were some guys throwing axes and hitting nails with hammers. And uh, you know, again, Staten Island, we didn't throw axes unless there was a problem. Um, and, and there was definitely nobody hitting hammers and nails into a log of wood. I didn't know what was going on. Those are games. Yeah, those are good games. I bet you could throw the hell out of an axe. Yeah. I bet if you gave it a go, you could throw the hell out of an axe. That hammer nail game. Oh, yeah, that's a good, good one. one. Pass the hammer. Yep. It, you learn a lot about people. I wish you would have stepped right up to the plate because they would have said, what are you, from fucking Staten Island? Can't <laughs> swing a hammer. That's exactly what they would have said. Uh, I appreciate you, Coach. I hope you had a great time. Hope you go back. Tell your kid, let's go Mountaineers, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. I appreciate it, man. Love being here, and thanks again for having me on. Hey, we're going to ask you later in the season to come on right in, right in the middle of something really important. We apologize for that, but we do appreciate it <laughs> if you come back on. No problem. Love to. All right, bye, on Coach Luan Romo. I'm intrigued by that particular relationship our show has because I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody in his – have you ever met him? I have not. I don't think I know anybody that's ever met him. He jumped on a lot of people's radar and seen after the AFC championship game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He shut out, you know, the Chiefs in that second half, being able to adjust and limit Tyreek and and Mahomes. So uh, that's when he kind of got really on everybody's radar. Is that when he came on our show before the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Week of. Yeah. He came on and he was like, uh, if I do recall, the Bengals were like, yes, he would love to come on. He's a fan of the show or whatever. It's like, man, okay. Okay. I just figured out the Chiefs. Fan of the show. Got to be doing something right after Staten Island. Big mm-hmm. high, big brain guy watching the show. Coach d uh Purdue 04 to 11, so he's familiar probably with the indie yeah, yeah. area. He's probably heard about the uh, the loud punter fuck, mm-hmm. probably. That's awesome. I appreciate him coming on. That was a good conversation. I felt like we had a good football oh, yeah. conversation. Had a Dolphins then, too. How long was he in Miami? Dolphins uh, 12 to 17 as a D-back oh. coach. What I was about to say is, like, you being who you are, asking a question to Lou, who he is, like, not a lot of shows have that opportunity. Like, I was very happy. Like, whenever, you know, I asked the room, I scanned the room, like, anybody have any questions? Anybody have any questions? Sometimes people are like, no. And that's always, that always gives me a pretty good pop. Because in my head, I, I think, like, hey, you have a question? And in, your, in, the, in one of your guys' heads, it's like, no. No. Fuck, no. no I, I don't care. Like, no, that's funny. But I asked Darius, well, you have a question? He'd go, yeah. And as soon as you said, yeah, I thought to myself, like, Yes, this is a great thing. So you asking them about feel and what people want to do and what they don't yeah. want to do is fascinating because that relationship never gets chatted about. Always on the offensive side. Yeah. Quarterback and offense mm-hmm. coordinator, never defense coordinator. Play calling, strategy, or relationship yeah. with players and how much input players have. How, what is normal? What I mean, is that's, normal? that's important. Uh, I don't know what's really normal, but it's funny you even say that. We had Burrow on here. I think one of us asked, I'm not sure who asked, about that relationship with Zach, and then it came out that he kind of, took over more of that game plan and yeah. stuff as the season goes on. But as a defense, 
that's so important, especially and for coaches, it's like you got to kind of check it. You always say, hey, check your ego out the door. That's what the good coaches say. And it's a, it's a it's a it's a workplace like that where it's back and forth. Like, hey, Wilson, you know, Wilson Bates, what are you thinking in this situation? Because honestly, as a play caller, if I'm calling plays, how many different plays? Is he calling? Uh, is that why it's, it's not get talked it's about? Situa- as much? So you you as you game plan, it's like all right, we got third and medium plays, and if it's a third and six in the fourth quarter, we should know it's probably one or three or four plays that's coming so in. So we're calling for that. So we're already kind of ahead of the mm. game mentally. So when that call comes in, it's not like we're thinking from we're already on you know the second base as far as getting through that down pre-snap wise. So that just helps your defense play that much faster and are able to make more plays. But you got to have coaches who can check their ego and say, I'm going to listen, take this input from the veteran players that actually have to go out there and execute and not the coaches that are like, hey, just get it right. Do what I want to, you know, do what I want to call. What did he say? He said Cheeto Awuzie wanted to cover zero yeah. against Mahomes. <laughs> just come on. Send it, dude. Send the house. <laughs> Send when you got a corner saying call zero, that's hey, you're trusting the guys up front to get there. And obviously you got the utmost um confidence in your ability to, you know. Think about think about Lou Aaron going up Cheetah. Big moment. He said AFC championship game yeah. or whatever. He's like, uh, hey, what are you thinking here? Zero, coach. What are we yeah. talking about? Get after it. Send it or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. We can't do that right now. We lose like that. I'm fine. You want me to be here? Yeah. Do you want me to hey, be here? Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best. If I'm guarding Ty Hill, or, hey, hey, make this. Let's, quick. Make, it, let's make it quick. Yeah. A slant or a fade. <laughs> I know those are the two things I got to deal with. So, uh, but look, you know, I can talk. We can sit and talk to a guy like that for an hour. Uh, follow up on this. Does seem like every defense coordinator is just much cooler than <laughs> offense coordinators. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Offense coordinators seem to be more like. Uh, like scientists, like mm-hmm. locked in, kind of like very organized. Mm-hmm. It feels like, you know, like, hey, everything's going to be boom, boom, boom. And then they're always going to be like super high energy. It feels, and I'm describing McVeigh. got to like him. But like a lot of McVeigh. Yeah, right. Being high Taylor. Right mm-hmm. Defense coordinators seem to be cool yeah. fucking dudes. OCs, you know, as long as they're good with the quarterback, they're good for the most part. De- defensive coaching, you gotta you gotta be on the same page with a lot of different people, a lot of different you got the D line room, the D line coach that you've been around, linebackers, and then obviously DBs. And I feel like the the ones that we've seen do the best over the years typically have some type of DB background because you gotta you gotta know the fronts, obviously, and then mm-hmm. the coverages. Hey, we gotta we gotta take away these, you know, Belichick, Sabins, all these are, are D B guys. So oh, um, yeah. you know, you gotta have a better, better relation relationship skills i guess yeah it just seems like dcs are more relatable because especially now like more ocs were former quarterbacks or were quarterbacks oh it's and they like, can't be relatable yeah exactly it's like that guy is like always what we talk about it's like well he's always been treated differently he's always been propped up and like a lot of those guys are the ones who are calling plays and the dcs are the guys who like are actually a guy you feel like you could sit down and like have a beer with and just talk with i love that Lou Aaron. yeah Louis you have to Man. assume he's probably going to get some head coaching interviews in the off season yeah so you should for sure Man, that was a fucking good convo. How about him talk about momentum in there? Yeah, unbelievable. Hey, we appreciate you coach Lou here. Middle of the week. Okay, everybody. We just got to throw a walkthrough. Obviously, he talked about it in the indoor facility. They have the sponsor, and then it says indoor facility underneath it, which is awesome. <laughs> yep. It's a bubble, but it is an indoor facility. I'm take, proud of them. I'll take it. I'm yeah, proud massive of Massive step up. I honestly don't know how they're going to do it. And I guess that's the only conversation I have negatively. And we're not normally a negative show. Mm-mm. So I hate to do this, especially because of the incredible conversation we just had with Hude. Um, how are they going to – they're going to have to generate a lot of capital. For sure. <laughs> they're going to have to generate a lot of capital. <laughs> Go to the There's a lot of really yeah. good players on that team. Yeah. 
Like a lot of really, really. He's going to have to be the highest paid quarterback. Jamar. Jamar. Highest paid receiver. T. Higgins. I mean, second. I'll never forget, though. I mean, when we were talking about. Defense side the ball, Bates. Like, yeah. Um, we were talking about contracts or whatever and Deshaun's and how it'll affect the everyone else's paying or whatever, like the Chargers and the Bengals and stuff like that. And I believe it was Ian who said everyone has the money. Like Yeah, I don't think he's telling the truth. I, I, I don't I don't think that's I mean they're I NFL football teams, right? Yeah, I understand that, but everybody's got their money tied up and everything. Now I guess you could do a a sell. You could sell they could just sell like ten percent of the yeah. team. Yeah. And then get money on hand. It would have to be an immediate transaction, though. Like, hey, we're selling this. We need this money uh, within the next ten days because we got to put it in escrow because we just guaranteed it to mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. Like, I guess there is ways. There is ways to get the money if they wanted to. But selling off a piece of the team is a fucking massive decision. I don't think the Browns fans or Brown family is going to do. Well, and haven't they? That's been a family business like since the inception of the NFL. Like they've they've continually said like, hey. This is going to stay in the family. Like, we're not fucking selling part of this team. But you're right, though, Diggs. These people are very wealthy. Yeah. yeah. And we got, got Times Square Spider-Man making appearances. That's a good That's point. Right. <laughs> okay, so there is certainly some True. decisions that are business mm-hmm. that are made on a regular basis. Okay, I understand that. But I don't – I think, like, having a few hundred million dollars just liquid, I don't know sure. if that is a reality for all the owners in the NFL. Certainly the owners that you're thinking of in your head right now that are the premier and the elite and the mm-hmm. public owners, they do. Sure. Think about this. We don't know how the Spanos family was able to do. No, at all. Because that, that, they was being alleged they were going to have to sell the team. Right. Then they pay Khalil Mack, Jackson, Williams, um, uh, Derwin. Derwin, yeah. yeah. Bosa a couple years ago. Bosa. Bosa uh-huh. They paid the uh, Lindsley. Yeah. They're about to have to pay Herbert. Yeah. Eckler. So, like, they're, yeah, Eckler, they gave him a deal. So, like, they paid everybody. That kind of came out of nowhere for me. I was like, damn, I didn't know they were able to do that. Happy for them, too. Like, hey, yeah. congratulations. Because yeah. <laughs> it was getting alluded to that they were going to have to sell the team because yeah, they were end up being big. And they gave next to no money for the stadium that they were right. uh, cohabiting with right now. It's like, uh, I don't know if every owner has the money to be able to do it, but I do know in the future – there's a lot of rich fucking people trying to get into the NFL that are going to have a lot of money on hand to do a lot of cool shit, I think, for the players. Well, and with the Bengals, that's almost like the gift and the curse of drafting and knocking out, like, having superstars oh, yeah. the way they have. Because, you know, you get Burrow, and it's like, hey, no matter what, we cannot lose this guy. And we might have to give him $250, 300000000 million. And then right after that, it's like, well, Jamar Chase is probably going to become the, high, the, the highest paid receiver in the league as well. So it's like... You get these guys, and in years past, you know, they haven't really had to worry about that because a lot of these guys, either they, they've sucked, so it's like, all right, we're just going to go elsewhere. We're not going to pay them. But now it's like, hey, if we want to try to actually, you know, become like somewhat of a dynasty, like we don't have a choice. And because these guys have performed so well on the field, like our hands are kind of tied. Like we're going to have to pay them. Isn't it, it's a you, fucking Super Bowl. If you right? zoom out, like that's a great thing. Like, For sure. Absolutely. Us, the family business, still family business. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But now it's a profitable one. Yeah. You know, like this is what every other NFL team that, you know, invests seems to reap the benefit of Mm -hmm. doing as such on the back end. It just feels like there's a lot of short-sighted decisions that get made in a lot of high places and a lot of different businesses that I don't don't think I fully comprehend. But, hey, that's why we're not there, and we never will be, I guess. Yeah, and, I mean, the Bengals and the Chargers are going to run into this problem, obviously, but at least they're not in the same year, right? Like, they can at least, you know, give one guy a fifth-year option, pay one guy a year earlier maybe, pay one guy a year later, because obviously with the rising wide receiver market, that (laughs) is the, you know, second or third highest pay 
position on offense, and the other one being left tackle. Chargers just drafted Rashawn Slater, and he's like Mm -hmm. top of his class at left tackle. So both of them really do have, you know, $400 million potential contracts with just a few players. We'll be talking to Ian Rappaport in about 37 minutes or so. He's live at the league meetings. Uh, I think there's one per club meeting. There is allegedly a general manager networking event that yep. is taking place at these league mm-hmm. meetings. Ty, you read about this. What is it yeah, exactly? Yeah, it's like they, they did the first one in March, I think, where it's uh, they're giving uh, minority people who are in like positions of power, not necessarily general managers or anything, but people who are on current teams. There's one from each team who's a minority candidate, and they're meeting with owners to basically – Scouts and stuff. Yeah, exactly. To see And, like, yeah, pro personnel guys and stuff like that, and they're meeting with these owners and having conversations with them to potentially, like, groom them to be GMs. So this is a networking event. Indeed, mm-hmm. but you've always made a very good uh, point about this whole thing where you've said that these people are just hiring people that they know and people that they're comfortable with. Yeah. This is just – standard hiring practices that happen in almost everything. And you've said that a big initiative would be to get these people into their universe so people can meet and understand that they they – they would do good business together. Yeah. That's kind of how things happen. So I like that they're doing this little networking event almost. Love it. Sound like a step in the right direction. I always go back to the comment that um, the former GM told me, like, hey, these guys, usually it comes down to who um, they're more comfortable having a beer with. And uh, they're literally probably having beers and just sitting around chopping it up with these people. And you feel more comfortable with people that you spend more time around. That's just natural. So, um, and you're doing billions, billions of yeah, dollars in business. Big, yeah. like, so these, like general no manager is a big-time hire. Mm-hmm. A head coach is a big-time higher and i know that it hasn't been obviously the perfect hiring thing but if you think about just any business billion dollar business the people they're hiring are people that they normally know or are comfortable with it's like i like the fact that this is potentially going to change because of opportunities like this how many times do you think one of these owners would be able to sit and we hope that they're having beers to your point there Mm -hmm. we hope they're having beers we hope there's like maybe some music i hope it's just like a happy hour right where you're like and there's no cameras. I hope there's no cameras in there. Mm-mm. I hope it's just getting to know each other. Maybe some, like, uh, you know, why not some cards over there somewhere? Yeah. Maybe some dominoes over some here a little bit. Anything. Kind of do your thing. And to have that whole social guy. I think that's good. People get to meet each other. People keep it, get moving. And if maybe not general manager jobs, but other jobs. Maybe businesses pop up. Maybe ideas pop up. Yeah. Make new friends. You obviously have a bigger network. That's literally what networking means. I think it's a good idea. I'm happy they're doing this. Good is the stuff. one per club meeting before or after this? Because if the one per club meeting is beforehand, I assume there are some owners coming into this little happy hour pissed yeah, yeah, about sure. what they were just told. For sure. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. That's a great point, though, because that really could skew. Like, the, you know, you got a guy sitting down. It's like, fuck this guy. Dan Snyder just fucking tried to, you know, he's, he's got dirt on me now that I didn't know anyone had. So I don't give a shit what this guy's saying. Well, I just learned Dan Snyder took a photo from my parents' house, seemingly, from when I was a teenager. Yeah. So I have no comment about that. (laughs) With that being said, I was, if you look at the photo, quite (laughs) confused about what was going on. (laughs) What's going on? Makes sense. That one per club meeting, I obviously will never get to see it. No. That's the reason why. They, this is like an illumin, like a meeting in the mafia. All the families, uh, godfathers meet, obviously. They yeah. sit down. They have like a meeting. And all their people, mm-hmm. right, that. The commission. Uh, yeah, sorry. The commission of e- cities where all these families meet, oh, right, yeah. where there is, you know, some honor amongst mm-hmm. everybody who has certainly done some things against each other in the past. But we need to be on the same page because everybody else is kind of against us. There's never any recorded. But all their people you know, that are with all of them that are going in there, 
they're all dealing with each other outside the meeting. So, like, I like to think about, like, the president of a team who is normally big, powerful human being mm-hmm. just sitting outside in a chair outside, like, with a couple other people just being humbled down, like, nah, you're not allowed. No, no. You are not allowed in here. Yeah, sorry about it. This person who's the boss of so many people has so much power on the day-to-day. Yeah, you're not allowed. No, no chance you're, you're allowed. You're nobody. Again. Sorry about it. And then the people that are in there, you walk out of there and like, I wish I could tell you what just happened. Yeah. Well, what did? Not allowed to talk about it. But I'm sure that's where a lot of shit gets handled. Yes. And there's a lot of reasoning that gets explained. There's a lot of voices, I assume. There's a lot of, I bet you the bickering in there mm-hmm. is fucking top of the line. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best bickering of all time in the one per club commission-like meeting that the NFL has at all these league meetings. We'll talk to Ian Rapport about it and see how that went. And does he get a chance to read, like, vibes coming out of those meetings? I think that would be the best read on what the fuck actually happened in there. You know what I mean? Well, like you said, like, I bet, you know, always contentious because they're probably talking about money and all that kind of stuff. But, like, now we're talking about an owner potentially getting, like, fucking tossed out of the league. Like, I bet it is way more contentious now than it ever has been in the past. Roger. All right. Let's begin. Are we voting this motherfucker out? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. What if it is just like an unfiltered? Jim Irsay said he is what? He's hit the table in front of Uh someone? So what are you going to do? Pull out a gun and shoot me? Isn't that what Jim Irsay said? AK-47. Yep. That's like, the oh yeah. Hey, what's this guy going to do? Pull out an AK-47 and shoot me? No. So it's like these billionaires never get talked to like that by anybody. No. That like the people that they talk to, remember, they are always talking mm-hmm. down to. Uh-huh. That's why the people that are normally talking down to people are like told, hey, can you just make sure nobody gets in here, please? Like, just be security real yeah. quick. It's hilarious. And then you get in that meeting and it's like, oh, well, fuck you. No, fuck you. Fuck oh, me. Me? <laughs> no, what didn't you say? And then, yeah. whoa, 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 don't bring me. It's literally like a reality TV show, I assume. Yeah. And I just have to assume that that's how the billionaires are acting just because that's how all humans act in yeah. that situation. And at some point, you know, they got to. Once again, check egos at the door because for them, they um the reason they're top dogs because they usually make the best decision that's you know best for the biggest group of people. You know, and what was that utilitarian or something like that? Mm-hmm. They usually make that decision coming out of it. And I I had a chance one time to sit with about thirteen of these guys, and the way they like it's just it's just whatever they're thinking, it comes right out of their mm-hmm. fucking mouth, no matter who else is in the room. And it was a wild experience to um, to really just hear, bet. you know, these different people that, you you know, you see them, you may what shake a hand just... and just, like, I mean, it was, it was yeah. some wild shit uh, said. So it, I would love to, you know, just be a fly on the wall in one of those meetings. Though. Me too. Hey, you know what? Let's work and let's get in there. Yeah, one right. day. Mm-hmm. Let's get in there. Yeah. Let's do it. And we'll be the only ones that just pass the baton on who goes into one per club meeting. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to see this shit. Next one, you're going in. <laughs> just wait. Just wait until you see what's going on. And there's going to be a surprise for you, too. It was a surprise to me. Wait till you see who has some real say in there. <laughs> like, that type of shit happens. Oh, yeah. And we'll never know about it. Nope. Unless Ian Rapport tells us in 30 minutes. All right, Come let's on, get rap. to a break. Come on, Rap. What do you say, Rap? Hey, hey, rap. You're an insider. Yeah. You're yeah. inside. Do some inside stuff. Tell mm-hmm. us what's going on. Don't be a buffoon. <laughs> Get away from the bar. No, that's where he gets all his stuff. True. Find Mark true. Davis. Hopefully he true. has an axe to grind uh-huh. and he's a little loose-lipped. That's what I'm saying. Like, I hope that networking event that's happening at this thing that they've instilled. Like, I hope there's some drinks. Yeah. I hope it's like a happy hour. Sure and I hope this go. man was heard. Yeah, exactly. Dan Snyder sent emails out. 
had to fire my coach. Gave him $100 million. <laughs> what the hell's that about? I think we should leak all, all emails. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, I got to go to the dinner. I got to go to the dinner. the rest of them right here. See, his backpack not big enough for all emails. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only half emails. <laughs> only for my Xbox. And my Game Boy. This dude's, imagine him in there. Oh, oh God. Gee. That guy was sitting with Ice Cube the other week. You think he has feet up on the table? Like yeah. the Monarchs? He has the Monarchs up on oh, the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One per club. How many feet on table at the one per club meeting? With a slushy? One pair. Every one of them has a massive throne, right? <laughs> yep. Too? Mm-hmm. Well, Mark Davis sits in one of those kid chairs. All right. Have I was saying, oh, right. playing Snake on a Nokia up phone. That <laughs> I don't think Mark could get his feet up that high. No. Oh, you come think guys on. just taking their shoes off in there, too? Shoes off. Chilling. Socks, jackets. Oh, yeah. Probably taking all the fucking dropping their trousers, too. Just fucking. What? All right. You wanted us to get yeah. into another conversation that we no, will not, not get into. Let's get Come to a on. break. Hour two will be on the other side. There's a lot to talk about with AJ Hawk. A lot of people chatting about what Aaron said yesterday. Yeah. A lot of people chatting about what MCDC said yesterday. Right. Big time. I'd like to let the Lions know that, hey, no matter what, if he was joking or not, doesn't matter. Great story. Awesome. Who cares? Yeah. That was awesome. That was fucking awesome. See, a head coach being a human, man. Exactly. Who would have thought? We don't need to overanalyze or be ridiculous. Got a lot of people saying, he didn't even know what was going on. It's like, (laughs) if he didn't, that's amazing that he's empowered his special teams coordinator and his offense. Like, either way. Worked out. Either way, he empowered his assistant coaches to feel like they could just, yeah, we're doing this. Without even making eye contact. Let's just say what he said was 100% the truth and not just, you know, some shit. Like, what? I'm not bullshitting, but I ain't lying. Mm-hmm. That's what Mike Irvin Bingo. said. Yep. Right? And then last night, Shaq let off his documentary when I was watching it. And he was like, you know, these are, this is, I'm not just going to say, like, I walked to get something from a store. I'm going to say, as I was walking down, there was a dog to my right that was barking. Like, yeah, I'm going to, we're going to get to the store, yeah. Shaq said. Fluff it up. But we are going to at least... You know, enjoy the enjoy the ride. Yeah, exactly. He's oh, pretty yeah. much how he said whenever he's talking. So even if MCDC was telling the truth completely, that's great leadership. Yes, right? yes. And they executed mm-hmm. it, and they turned. But let's assume he was dressing it up a little bit to defer. You know, a little bit of how you doing? Keep moving to his assistants. Incredible story. Yeah, yeah. big brain. Legendary pop out yeah. of us too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> guys won five out of six. Let him have some fun. When was the last time the fucking Lions won five out of six games? Was there any human that watched that that didn't start dying laughing? I don't think so. I said, "Don't run it," but all he heard was run. <laughs> 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 what the fuck are we the doing? <laughs> what a legend, dude! So thankful he came on yesterday. Hope that doesn't ruin it for the future. Yeah, because he told a great joke. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. People loved it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Let him love. What it. was it on uh, on the talk? Got like 1.8 million views overnight on the talk. It's already almost close to three million now. Boom! And I just sent you that this morning. How so about that? It's flying. Well, those. Beers. I don't know the talk as much, but we do the talk. The talk we do. is awesome. Yeah. Well, see how long that lasts. Tony, <laughs> Tony. That's not true. Don't Tony me. Band's coming. Yeah. The uh, what? 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 U.S. government is filing a, to, to ban TikTok. Because of China? Yes. Yeah, they already banned yes. it on all government phones like two yeah. years ago. So I understood that. Now they're just I, trying I, to do I it. I assume government phones, you can't download any app that is collecting cookies and everything yes. like yeah. that. I would assume that is the case. So TikTok being added to that. Makes sense. Makes sense. Especially with what we heard at the beginning old TikTok, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Now they're just doing it now. Stayed off the TikTok for a long, 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 mm-hmm. long, long time because of what was initially coming out with the TikTok. It's like, all right, sounds like that's not our demo. And also... If any of this is real, I'd like to not be a part of that. Right. So we stayed away from the talk. 
Then like every human we met was like, do you have a talk? Do you yeah. have a TikTok? Do you have a TikTok? And I'm like, no, you do that? They're like, yeah. Yeah. Biggest in the world. Like, bigger than YouTube? Bigger than Google? Well, aside from Google, the search engine, obviously, TikTok, yeah, biggest in the world or whatever. I'm like, all right, I respect you. We'll get one. We got to talk. Yeah. We got a guy named Casey, who's from New England. Connor knew him growing mm -hmm. up. He's really good. He's editing those videos, making those videos. We're deep in the talk. I go to, um, every time I went to game day. Yeah. Basically, everybody game. there was like, Senior TikTok. We watch the show on TikTok, man. We love it or whatever. And I'm like, fucking talk, dude. Uh -huh. At Pat McAfee Show Official. Oh, yeah, that was a whole thing, too. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, our name was taken seven times. Yeah. Right. Pat McAfee Show, one through seven, taken. Let alone just Pat McAfee <laughs> Show being taken. Pat McAfee Show, one. Pat McAfee Show, two. Right. Pat McAfee Show, three. Right. Taken. Pat McAfee, taken. Then I had people sending me uh, tweets and stuff. They're like, um, I see your TikTok only has uh, 2,000 views. I get 10,000 views, so I can run your TikTok for you if you want. And I'm like... That's obviously not my fucking TikTok. <laughs> wow. Okay, can we please take it easy? And also, I don't like you dunking on me. Yeah. And, then I'm, and then I'm like, yeah, we need to bury this fucking... Can we get on the talk? And then we found the guy for talk. It's Casey. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Casey just watches the show mm -hmm. as watching the show. He has a good feel for it. He's like, boom, rip, captions, send, we're in there. Shout out to Casey, dude. Yeah. Shout, Shout out. out. Shout out. Good boy, Lenny. I have not met, Ka I have not met Casey um, yet. That is how Connor... Mm -hmm. He's got a bunch of nicknames. He described a lot of them. Blackout's one of them, too. Yeah. All of these nicknames. <laughs> oh, I like this I just, guy. Casey, I've never met him face-to-face. -face. I've chatted with him. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we have an incredible working relationship. Mm -hmm. Connor knows him, introduced him to us. The way Connor described him to us was like, hey, definitely don't hire this guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he is good. But he's a wizard. <laughs> hey, his nickname is Blackout, man. He has a good time. Yeah. Honestly, pff, who knows every other day with him. And if he's not... If he's not on it, tell me out because I'll hit him up and I'll be like, hey, stick with it or whatever. But he is really good and I think he would do great. I'm like, all right, so I got to piece through that. Ringing yeah. endorsement. First of all, nickname Blackout. Is this guy going to embarrass the whole company? He's like, no, back in college, he used to have you know a little bit of booze and Yeah, first like, time I met him, he was so passed out on the quad. That's college. So the real first time I met him was the morning after. <laughs> so we moved past him. I'm like, all right. Yep. So he had college experience, got it. Then we moved through, like, he's not going to be on. He's like, so this guy has no work ethic. And he's like, no, he does. But if he doesn't, like, I'll remind him or whatever. I'm like, okay, sounds like a normal friend situation mm -hmm. here. And then he's really good. What do you mean by that? And he, Connor's like, well, he built this company that has no reason to have any followers at all. No business. Up to, like, 100,000. And he was getting this sort of thing. And then he sent me the clips. He's like, he's unbelievably talented. But once again... <laughs> If you start slacking, I'll beat his ass. <laughs> yeah. And he is known to kind of go off the deep end every once in a while. I'm like, God, it's, I'm kind of – Connor wanted to hedge mm -hmm. real bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was hedging my bets. Connor wanted to hedge yep. real Smart. bad. To go with the bet. But it felt like it's been awesome. I appreciate it. We've been looking for a guy like this for a long time. Yeah. So it's been great. Scanning the universe, asking for it, and the guy was just sitting in Connor's basement the whole time. Right. Yeah, he was. Tied up. Mm -hmm. Just waiting. Get back down there. I texted – or we uh, – we texted him for something, and he didn't get back to us like overnight or something like that. And it was like 9 a.m. the next morning. And he's probably going to get back to us soon. It was like 11 or noon. And we go, uh, we hit up Casey yesterday. We haven't heard back. Connor's like, this motherfucker. Connor yeah. right to his phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Connor, it's not, Connor, it's not that big of a deal. We're just saying, like, we haven't heard back. Have you talked to him on the phone? Is he an AI? Is he real? He is real, yeah. He's real. He's talented, too. Mm -hmm. I appreciate him. He's going to have to get out here to Thunderdome at some point so we can meet him face-to-face -face and, you know, See what he's like uh, in a social setting. Yeah, yeah he's interesting. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We'll see. Did you hear that right there, Dean? He's one one So, you know, that's always a good thing. This guy came out of nowhere into our world, though. It's made it a lot better. So yes. shout out to the talk. But you're saying it's going to get banned, Tone? That's what your face yeah, said. The uh, headline, all the headlines yesterday were that uh, lawmakers unveil bipartisan bill that aims to ban TikTok in the U.S. Jesus Christ, dude. Marco, we just got on there. Yeah, a U.S. company will buy it, and then they'll just run it as their own. Oh, like Justin Timberlake bought MySpace. Exactly. Yeah. What was it, 80 million? And Tom's still just traveling around the world taking photos of that. Yep. yep. Instagram got a little, a little MySpacey last night. Or, or AIM. What do you mean? BBM. Got like a little way, a way message. Way message. Awesome. Yeah, you guys showed me that. Yeah. What is that? I don't Never have seen that. It. Well, I guess they're, they're rolling it out for... D-Bud had a message. What was your message for the people last night? Oh, well, my first one was uh, wash your ass tonight. You know, nice. just a good, good reminder, just a, a good... You gotta wash your ass. You know, yeah. PSA and... Uh, Got a lot of good feedback. So how do they do? They comment under your away message? Yeah, basically. Nah, it's just, it's honestly, another reason for people to just, you know, Watch keep themselves ass. right to your DMs. You know, oh, okay. first it was a story, and then you got a story, and now it's you know, people in your DMs. So it's a lot of that. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if it stays around. I don't ever get these things. Remember mm-hmm. there was like four different rollouts that Zito had on his Twitter that I didn't have? Mm-hmm. Never updates. Never. Never. I never get it. Maybe I'll get them later. I can't wait to see what it is. Sounds like you love it or hate it. I don't care either way. Is it going to get taken up? Because they do. Hey, I will say they to try. some platforms' credits, they will add some shit, mm-hmm. and then they yeah. will. Oh yeah, they yeah, will get rid of it if it's not good. Fleet, fleet. Oh yeah. yeah. The fuck is a fleet? Oh, Fucking oh, love yeah. fleet. That yeah, was a good run. run. That was a good run. Miss you, fleets. Fleet was awesome. Yeah. It was too good. That's why. Yeah, watch my fleet. Watch yeah. my fleet. I fell in love with it. Every, everybody's TikTok and Reel was making it way to Twitter, which is where I, that's where I live. Yep. So I'm getting to do what everybody else is going to do. It had the worst technology. Oh the camera was the worst. Uh-huh. The camera was the worst camera on all of social media, those fleets were. And I just thought to myself, oh, they'll update this. They'll give you a move. They weren't. They were worried about other stuff. Yep. Over there. But oh, they yeah. were sure. a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say. They had yeah. a lot of other stuff going on. Now. But I was so excited to get into the old TikTok Reel game on my platform on Twitter and then just disappeared. Out of nowhere. Elon man. will make it better. I don't know if he will. That was a trash thing. Yeah, he'd probably just leave fleets in the dumpster. How is Twitter? Is Twitter still working? Still alive. Switched up the uh, the badges again. Uh, oh, yeah. A gold, gold check is now the new blue check, which is still there. A blue check. Still either legacy, notable, what? or paid for blue Twitter. Correct. There go. There's a gold check that's coming now for the, the official the business accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right, Nick? You know what it is? Gold yeah, chip? I think so. Uh, the wording on the may or may not be notable is kind of a kind of interesting. Yeah, they, t- they took. I have oh. that one. A legacy media who may or may not be notable. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Yeah, interesting. Elon strictly did that for you know political pundits oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and everything like that. Oh yeah. He replied to somebody and said, "That is my wording." Yeah, I just want to let you guys know I am <laughs> hands on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All these tweets that you guys are seeing me respond, dunking on everybody. That's me. Yeah, that's me. That's me. That's Elon. <laughs> you see the new little check mark thing? Me. That's me too. So if you got a problem, I'm going to block you and ban you <laughs> like I did the private flight tracker. Yep. I'm pretty go. sure you said this was going to happen, though. It's just going to be another no. check mark to the check mark. Huh. No. Is it funny that Elon doesn't have a gold one? Yeah, I checked that out because <laughs> I have uh, one of the blue ones. And yeah. I'm like, do I, am I going to have to pay for the thing? And it's like, I've kept it, so I guess not. Mm-hmm. We had no relationship with Twitter before. We have no relationship with Twitter now. And it sounds like it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like that sure. has been a good Stay thing. Stay right there. 
Uh, but yeah, there's obviously going to be another blue check. I feel like I, I know Twitter pretty good. I feel like I know my Twitter. I don't know all the other. If it makes it into like the trending page, then I learn about it. Mm-hmm. If you're Elon, though, would you give yourself like a crown or something? Yeah. Like something cool? I think it's only a matter of time. He like, will. He'll, he will. He'll, he'll, he'll dunk on somebody so hard. He's got like 198,000 retweets on like numerous tweets at this point. Yeah. Like, and who knows what's real and what isn't real, I guess. Like, it's what we're learning through him buying Twitter to begin with. Mm-hmm. And in the real world, what is real, what isn't real. But there's going to come a tweet that he's going to think is his Van Gogh. Yeah, his, yeah. Coup de gras. His, yeah, his, his mm-hmm. masterpiece. And I assume that one's probably going to be on the opening page in the background yep. with like a crown of some sort on it. He's doing. He's not only owning Twitter right now. He is, mm-hmm. He's a dominant yeah. Twitter right now, too. He is crushing it. He is. He's... Hits to misses, too. Seemingly all hits right now. There hasn't been a lot of wasted 280 characters at all out of Elon for maybe like a two-month period. Shooting a very high percentage from the field. That does not happen on Twitter ever. No. People have their ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. Elon's batting 1,000 since owning Twitter. Yeah, seeing the ball right now very well. And I'm not saying we agree with his tweets. We're just saying every tweet he puts out. Proofs in the pudding. Action. Wow. Louder than Anything I've seen. I mean, th- th- he's, getting, he's getting bigger activity on his tweets more than anything I've ever seen on the platform before. Mm-hmm. So not as he the most prolific Twitter on Twitter. He also owns the thing. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's Pretty a good place sweet. to be. Here, seemingly, seemingly transparent. Even with the rollouts, you say, I'm going to be trying a lot of shit coming <laughs> up here. And a lot of it's not going to work. We'll get rid of it. Twitter file shit, those are always hey, very interesting. Even you didn't Jack. bring that up, though. You just got an apology. I, I said that the other day. I that's said, politics? Oh, oh yeah. So I guess. I said on the show, I said, um, I said, these Twitter files are wild. And, like, I don't get into the, in the politic world. I don't know enough about it. But everybody should read that, I think, because that is happening in the real world. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, we all say it's happening. We think it's happening. There's, like, actual proof that it was actually happening. That was an eye-opening experience. Yeah. It's very interesting. To uh, read through them, good stuff. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the Elon run so far. Just get my fucking cyber truck, all right? Cyber truck as well. And then yes. also, hey, can we get less ads? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Can we like? It doesn't have to be every other tweet. No, no, no. You know no. what I mean? Like, make it one every. F- people are scrolling a lot, so mm-hmm. you'll be able to see more. People stop scrolling, exit app whenever it's just like. I assume you'll be able to pay for that pretty soon. If you, I had to, get yeah, it. I already have that. I don't have ads. Is that the eight buck thing? No, that was the, the two dollar one before. I never had any ads for that. Have you been on a recent? Uh, yeah. I, on I your phone or only on deck? On phone. Yeah. See, on my phone. Still voted so ads. Heavy, heavy with ads. A lot of promoted tweets. A lot of those mm-hmm. from bad tweets too. Oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. not good tweets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joining us live from an attic in Ohio is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, an NBA pundit, a video game shit stirrer, and a COVID survivor. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. What's up, dude? What's on ESPN right now, or what was? Okay. We can report that as of two minutes ago, on this Wednesday, December 14th, 2022, NHL highlights and NHL pundits were on ESPN for probably two to three minutes. Have eyewitnesses, Darius, you saw it? Daytime conversation 
about the NHL on ESPN. This is what the NHL dreamed of. That's right. When they got a deal yeah. with ESPN mm-hmm. to become a part of the conversation on the day-to-day. And we can report that with these eyes oh, yeah. and those eyes, they were on that TV right there. Mm-hmm. For the last three minutes before, obviously, uh, we almost made the announcement. That's a big deal, AJ. It wasn't Jack Johnson kind of bullshit, but it was on there, which is amazing. AJ, it's a big deal for the sport. Huge deal. What do you mean? That's why they, the ESPN thing was gigantic for them. I, to put that, like, isn't it big just to have it out there, like the default ESPN deal? You're walking through airports, you're doing whatever. Boom, you see hockey highlights. That's big for the sport. Yeah, you get reminded that it's hockey season. Yeah. That's why the ESPN deal was such a massive deal after they leave NBC. And obviously they're with Turner. And Turner has basketball kind of on lock on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And greatest studio television show of all time with basketball. Mm-hmm. But wasn't like where people just tune in to get like, oh, well, let's go on sports. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn on ESPN. Like th- that's just what people do. Mm-hmm. So when you get the ESPN deal, it's a massive deal. Is this the first time this has happened, Nick? And sh- this should be documented, I think. New deal, first year here. Yeah. Now it's happening during daytime TV. Good for you, Nick. Why are they doing that? Why are they it's, doing that? It's nice to see it outside of like a top 10. You'll see a, a Sports Center mm-hmm. top 10 or a not top 10. You'll see some hockey highlights. But that little dedicated segment right there was for the grade eight, Alexander Ovechkin. Oh. The grade eight scoring 800 goals in his Ooh, career, which is wow. an outstanding accomplishment. Holy Normally, when you see hockey featured on ESPN, it's not always a great story. Maybe something, somebody maimed somebody. Somebody cut somebody with somebody's skate. Oh, yeah. Somebody took a stick to the teeth. We got yeah. some suspensions coming, something like that. This is a cool story. Ovechkin uh, came to the league with Sidney Crosby. There was a lot of hype around both those guys. Both those guys more than lived up to the hype. And Ovechkin's still going strong. How old is he now? I want to say 36. He's getting up there in age. He's still producing at a high level. Uh, he's got a shot within the next potentially two to three seasons at breaking Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal record of 894. Okay, wow. Wayne Gretzky's at 894. Howie, uh, Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe is at uh, 803 or something, uh, 801, yeah. and Ovechkin's at 800. So there's the top three goal scorers in the history of hockey, and Ovechkin's going to be able to catch up. Ovechkin has been a sniper since day oh, one yeah. coming into the, And he fights. This dude's a physical player, Dog. strong player. He's a tank. And he fucking is a goal scorer. He is what you would want. And when he wins the Stanley Cup, he gets drunk for five days straight, yeah. AJ. Sweet. Five days straight, he was drunk. Best celebration yet. Best celebration for an NHL team so far, I feel like. Well, I mean, there was that one time where Lordo took a trip to Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, that's, that's right. True. And uh, For me personally, yes, that was much better. But Ovechkin <laughs> swimming through fountains and showing up, popping up every, like, each day. I'm like, okay, where's this guy going to be next in the world? What event is going to be drunk, swimming through fountains, just doing something fun? Yeah, Ovechkin just popping. That is, it was like a Where's Waldo situation with yeah. Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. He just plopped that Stanley Cup right next to him, and he sit down. Wow, we drunk. Well, yeah. You know, have a good time. <laughs> Everybody celebrate. Like, all right. Hey, go get drunk somewhere else. Hey, you got Okay, pick up, pick up, leave, see you later. <laughs> he was seemingly on a bender for five, six days. It was Security one of the most dude, impressive things I've ever too? seen. What's that? Like the dude that has to watch the trophy. Yeah, I wonder, he Mike. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, he was there. He's seen some things. Every time. <laughs> he was at your house, right? Yeah, those guys are celebrities, man. People, we took it up to the ice cream shop, and Jack had his kids eating out of it, and random people would show up wow. and ask to take pictures with the cup guys. That's awesome. <laughs> Here's uh, AJ's backyard at his palatial. That's, backyard. Backyard. Yep. That's Jack's backyard. Okay, which is nice connected backyard. to AJ's uh-huh. side yard. Right. Right, AJ? Oh, that's AJ's backyard. Yeah. It's connected. Yeah, it's connected. That's nice. That's all part of the Hawk Estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all course. part of the Hawk Estate there. Jack Johnson's backyard. That's his pond. That's not my pond, unfortunately, but I do 
Yours throw things in there to try to clear it up at times and try to dye it blue. That's very nice of you. That's a okay. good brother-in-law. Yes. Wow. He's not telling you about the coolest part. That pond, I love water. That pond drains, and underneath it is a lair. It's Wexy's lair uh, that connects all the tubes underneath <laughs> their wow. estates as well. Got it. That makes sense, Terry. <laughs> That'd be sweet. I didn't even think Seems about like that. Seems like a lot of work. Seems like a lot of work to well, get, get down there and find whatever you need down there. I'm not it? getting into it. People do a lot of work to get things accomplished. Yeah. AJ, why aren't you guys, uh, when that thing freezes over, lacing them up, get them out yeah. there, play a little shinny? Yeah, maybe make. We might. We got to turn the. If we turn that fountain off, it definitely will freeze up. You're right. We probably will try that this one. Well, you guys have become a hockey family ever since you're in full flex with that, Lord. Look at your arm, dude. Yeah. It looks like a thigh. Look My how good God. you look in that. Good for you, dude. Okay. <laughs> it was fun. There, it was you fun. see that guy's look, look at the Holy fucking thigh he has on his right picture? shoulder. He's yeah. still playing. Nope. That is my thigh. It's yeah. way bigger well, than your thigh. It's your waist. Whoa, 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 whoa. WWE belt, so that's dope. Oh, yeah, I didn't even see that one. Jay, those aren't real. Yeah. Those aren't real, right? Those aren't real ones? Those are very real. No. No. Can't wow. get that many. They, they all came with, like, a certificate of authenticity and everything, yeah. I guess you win, Lorda. You win six baby. Yeah, I thought the real ones couldn't connect, though. That's yeah, I had to earn mine. Yeah. yeah. You know how I many people I had to beat? Fucking get this one. Wide. Wide. This one. Austin. Wide. Not Austin, but uh. And this one. Wide. 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 What's your guy's name now? Oh, you know. He's this actually, United States champion. Is Austin. he Theory? Is he Austin Theory? What is he? He's United States champion, and I beat him. Okay, so what does that make? Am I the president? Match. I don't know. It's so you fact, tell me. Though. You tell me. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some stuff. Let's talk about today's uh, obviously stories. The league meetings are happening. We'll be talking to Ian Rap. Rapport's on TV right now. We got an eye on that. We'll be talking to him in a couple seconds. It's interesting the way they're running these league meetings these days. I think they're really trying to make it like a beneficial thing as opposed to maybe just a waste of time. And feels like rules are getting changed on the way of getting changed every single time these are happening in the modern era of football. I'll be excited to see what takes place. Allegedly, Tom Pelissero is reporting that the roughing the passer is up to be chatted about for either to be reviewed or to be a possible ejection. So that's two very different uh, outcomes that could come from this. I think if it's third down, and I tweeted this, and obviously this adds judgment into play, and judgment will get fucked up because humans fuck up everything, it seems like, at some point when you don't expect them to. If it's third down and they call roughing the passer, and it's an obvious punting situation, it should be reviewed because that is effectively stealing a turn. That's a turnover. Yeah. Like, you just, that ball just got turned over. It happens a lot, seemingly. It, like, it, it doesn't it? And then teams will say, well, we would have went for it there anyways or whatever, and that, you can't do it. But I think that statement, that notion is real. Like, there should be times where those are reviewed. There should be, there should be ticky-tack hits that everybody seemingly yeah. agrees upon, and they say, you what know what? What would they have done on this yeah. one, though? What would they have done on that one right there? That's uh, the one. Like, review it. I, yeah. it yeah. I wouldn't give it, but I'm saying would they overturn it? Yes, Absolutely. I think so, right? Absolutely. I hope they would. Because that, that head-on shot where he like clearly is trying to put his hands down, but he's flying full speed, so it's not easy to do and yeah. do that. Like I think everybody mm. on the internet agreed that this is not real, mm. right? Yeah. And if everybody agreed there, and that's an impossible place to agree. I don't know if they would turn this one over. You don't think so? I mean, I, I don't, don't think they would. After, they I mean, because kinda, his hands hit. Yeah. They cl- didn't they claim even during the game, like, yeah, he tried to brace himself, but he didn't really – like he didn't make a full attempt yeah. because yeah like they they tried to hide behind work. there is a couple rules experts okay in he booths definitely tried to stay off them i think so too yeah. everybody thinks so Try. there's a couple of these rules experts that are on tv that i fucking hate oh yeah <laughs> i hate them 
Yeah. It's not everyone. I'm not going to say. Which every- ones? <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to dive into There's the only name. like three of them. There's five of them, I think. So I think we all agree. Normally, if I feel a way about somebody, a lot of people are going because I'm the most basic fuck of all time. So <laughs> when I hear some of them speak as if they created the game and as if the refs are always right on the field and that whole thing, it's like, hey, shut, they're buddies. shut up. Hey, that's not what you're here for, pal. Okay. You're here for the good of the game. When your buddy fucks up, you're here for the good of the game. Yep. Some people don't view it that way, I think, when they're in the booth. Well, I know that there's there's the top two, okay? So it's not Sterator and Fucking All right, we're Pereira. not getting into it. All right, let's get, <laughs> let's get our, uh, a man who has boots on the ground at the league's meeting, league meetings in Arlington, I believe. Uh, a guy who's the insider for the insiders, the NFL's insider himself, host of the weekly wrap-up with the Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah! What's up? What's going on? Where the hell are you in a closet? Where are you right now? So great question. Uh, the league meetings are going on kind of outside my door. What they're doing is they're doing headshots for some of the young executives uh, who are coming in here, uh, oh. diverse candidates, women. Uh, so I am uh, kind of hanging out in the headshot room, hoping that no one walks in awkwardly during this conversation. Classic mm. white man trying to take over, yep. you know, <laughs> yeah. room. Of course. Is, yep, let's just dive right into that, though, because that is a – we're not saying you're doing that. Obviously, that's just an easy shot. Right, no, of course. Eddie and Rapport, who we're big fans of, and obviously would leave that room if he had to, if it would slow anybody down. We chatted about this. This networking event thing that's been happening, I think now it's the second league owners meetings that it's been taking place where scouts from the NFL – who are a minority or female who wouldn't normally be up for a general manager job because they don't know any of the owners. Any owners are going to hire people they know or they're familiar with or comfortable with because this is a billion-dollar fucking business at the end of the day. This is a massive hire. This networking event seems like the right play. There's no cameras in there. Are they drinking beers? Is there music? Does it come before or after? When's it happen? Like, how's this? How's it work? Uh, okay, so to answer a couple questions, media is not allowed, so there's no cameras, there's no documenting this. And I think part of the reason is they want to keep people like me away from the owners, uh, which is kind of mean, but also fair. If they want it to be like a just a conversation between the owners and some of these young or diverse or female executives who might not otherwise get to have these conversations. I believe there is drinks. Um, it is a nice. cocktail hour, uh, which would be another reason why it'd be great. That's why they keep you out of there. Obviously. Yep, exactly. and that's what just happened. Trying this is what just happened. You just got oh, shut down. No. Because, you know, Ian would have stole all the booze. Yeah, for exactly. sure. Would have stole all the booze. And the stories. He's taking the internet. Is it open bar? Uh, I would assume, Probably. Right? Perhaps you'd say. It's better, not, better not be cash bar. It's not, it's not cash bar. The NFL would be very yeah. would be very NFL of them to be like, hey, you can come as happy hour. Here's the specials. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coors Light, 28 bucks. Okay, you can buy. Obviously, smart to buy a drink for somebody too. This is good. Yep. yep. We're get, we're presenting you with the opportunity to buy a drink for somebody else. You know, to kind of have a moment there with it. I think it's smart, though. Honestly, I think it's a smart thing to grow grow people's networks for people to get comfortable with somebody, even if it's not a GM job. There's a chance they think of something else, like, oh, we got this. Remember, I talked to Buzz. His interests were this. Like, that's just how business works. I think, and I'm happy they're taking steps seemingly to make it better. It's a, I mean, every business is just developing relationships and the relationships you have they've done this i wonder if uh, we'll ask ian if he gets back on like intro they did intro, this in the past intro, intro. ian ian rapaport ladies and gentlemen Absolute holy what's up ian that was good that was sweet. god you can ask him though, 
Ian, hey, is this piggybacking off of, I remember I had some uh, different position coaches that would go in the offseason to some kind of similar minority type thing where they would bring in assistant coaches and have like, like a three-day seminar. Is, this, is that still going on or is this just adding on to that? Uh, yeah, it is similar. Uh, and, you know, during the, uh, I believe during June, during the Atlanta meetings, they would have coaches, young assistant coaches, young coordinator candidates come in. Obviously, coaches are busy this time of year, so this is more about the young executives. But same idea. And as you guys know, owners, really anyone, wants to hire people they're familiar with. And sometimes people like them or they could be friends with. And so I really like the idea of this. And honestly, as you guys know, kind of similar to what I do, you just casually have a drink and talk and you start to build the relationship. And there, you know, there's going to be owners here who have openings. There's owners who may have openings. And looking at the list of candidates and being like, you know what, I connected with this guy on a personal level for five minutes. Like, that's actually meaningful. There's not a lot of like, hey, here's my resume. It's more like, here's what my family's like. Here's what my upbringing. Here's what, what I've learned. Like, it's, it's way more personal than professional. Here's my drink of choice. Mm-hmm. Here's where I, here's where I've been. Here's yeah. my view on things. Like that's just like becoming friends with people, which is in the end of the day how people do business. And it's a shame that that's how it's operated, but that's how life has always been. Happy they're seemingly taking steps forward. Darius, your question for Rappaport. Rap, we were just talking about uh, this rough in the passer call. Uh, any any traction? What are you hearing? Boots on the ground. Is that is that likely to be changed uh, in the near future? I don't think so. And I heard you guys talking about that. It was Tom's Um, tweet, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So they're going to take a look at it. And this was something that the owners brought up and something I know they're going to competition, but he's going to look at in March. I just, what they do not want to do, they really don't want to do is go down the road of reviewing and instant replay and slow-mo because you could really find a penalty on every single play, as you guys know. I mean, literally every play. And so they want to get it right. And I think they believe the officials have been accurate for the most part, human, but accurate. They don't want to go frame by frame and review penalties. Because remember, when we did this for pass interference a couple of years ago, it was Terrible bad. Idea. It was a disaster. So no, they it was do bad execution. Yeah. The execution was bad. The concept wasn't bad. How come that's not being uh, talked about? I think that was a bad concept. <laughs> no, you, I don't for think so. For a DB, maybe. I think it's a bad concept, period. God. You go slow-mo on those... I mean, the P.I., offensively, defensively, you can almost always go in either way. I think the rough and the passer is it's a completely different ball game because, like you talked about, third down, the one we saw earlier with, with uh, Brady, obvious yeah. one. Brock you don't Purdy think there's, one. You don't think there's somebody that can just watch it and be like, yeah, that was egregiously not or egregiously is for, for pass interference? Pass. No, but what, no, no, not pass interference. Pat, what they don't want – what they don't want to do, know, they don't want to just substitute one person's opinion I mean, for another person's opinion because then you're just arguing over whose opinion is better or smarter. Well, that's my, that that's, my execution, that's my execution argument. Like, yeah, the people that were in charge at that time were – no offense. But like, yeah, no, it was bad. I you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's – the XFL literally had it. They, they, just, they showcased it. He said, hey, you remember the Skycam that we just introduced to your world and now it's in every single game and broadcast? You're welcome. Here's another thing we got. We got a Sky Judge, boom, that just knows the game, knows the rules, has a direct line to the ref's ear, has a, I think, Xbox controller, Mm -hmm. and here's the highlight running through it, speaking through openly what they're thinking. Uh, That ball's clearly down. Uh, Yeah, I think that ball's down. Go ahead and uh, put it there. Boom, boom, boom. And then it was like 20 seconds 20, 
15 seconds, 20 seconds, and it was content. We heard the person. Yeah. It wasn't like just a stale time where there's a full guessing game and these professionals in the booth who used to be refs who sucked on the field, and then all of a sudden they're authority and they're talking terribly. And I can't which, which ones do you not like? <laughs> See, this has been a thing today. It'll be obvious. You know who they are. You, we all know. Small okay? group. We all got ears, even if we uh, are friends with the person. I assume they are. I'm friends with a lot of people that shouldn't be on television, but like – the whole, <laughs> the whole thing was execution as opposed to concept. But anyways, let's move along. I'll take D-Butt's word for it on the defensive side of the ball whenever it comes to pass interference, okay? But the, the rough in the passer is getting – it's embarrassing the game, mm. Ian. It's embarrassing the game. Like, it's, it's bad for I'm, the game. I'm the, wrong person. I'm the wrong person to ask on this. I really am. Because to me, if I was – this is just my personal opinion. The only thing that matters to me is making sure that the quarterbacks are healthy and on the field. So that penalty you showed with Jalen Phillips where he lands on Herbert, everyone, I, I'm sure I'm wrong, but I thought that was a fine penalty because those are plays where you break your collarbone. And so any way we could do to have him roll off. What's he supposed to do? Well, Herbert. it's football. Physics. It's football. I get it. Ian, it's again, football. Justin Herbert. Football. There are ways to, we've seen, we see players, players have learned in a way faster way than I anticipated. Players have learned to roll off or actually brace themselves. Now, I, I'm, again, I might be in the minority. Troy Vincent, who literally runs this, disagrees with me. So I'm just saying, to me, the only thing that matters Trends is keeping these player, guys healthy. Athlete, understands sports. Well, I played in high school. So. <laughs> you're, on, you're on a crew team, right? No, no, you're an athlete, right? Yeah. What was it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Just like me and Troy Vincent, very similar. What position you play? Left out. No, nah, we don't need to go down this road. Uh, no. <laughs> What's no. his problem? What's this guy? What's his problem? Uh, all right, Ian, we know you're very busy down there. We appreciate you taking time. Let's dive into some things very quickly. What does this meeting accomplish? What's happening in the one-per-club meeting? Are they voting on Snyder here? Are they talking about Snyder here? What's getting done in there from a high level? Uh, I would anticipate uh, some conversation on Daniel Snyder in the one-per-club, which is going to be around 5.30 or something like that, a little bit later today. Uh, obviously, the congressional report came out. People are going to have views on that. It was also the admission slash announcement from Snyder and those representing him that he might sell might. a piece or all of it. I'm sure that will come up. So I think they're all going to discuss it. As far as a vote, I don't think that's going to happen because he's sort of already gone down the line of saying, I may sell. And you guys know, when you it's like a player being retired. If you open the door and be like, yeah, I'm considering it, like usually you're going to retire. If he's saying, hey, I might sell, I think a lot of owners believe that eventually he will. So they don't want to do anything to, like, take him off that. Just if he's going to go through the process, just go through the process. And I think they're confident that it'll lead to the, the right decision in the end. Hmm. Ian, do you think um, the majority of owners would like to see him sell this team? I know they, they would most likely don't want to have it come to a vote. That seems like a, a whole process yeah. they want to avoid. Do the majority of the owners, you think, want to just see him – sell this team and we move on? Yeah, I really do. It's, you know, the, when Jim Irsay came out, your boy Jim Irsay came out and had like some groundbreaking comments last owner's meeting, you never quite can tell what the reaction would be, but I think most owners were kind of like, yeah, like, yeah, he sh it's time, he should sell. And I think the congressional report, which was not very new, but it was still pretty damning just about the culture there, like, I think it's most owners believe it is time. Um, so certainly I, I would say the fact that he's going 
and down the road, open the door, taking bids, allowing people to explore the possibility of buying the team. I'd say most owners are kind of like, this is probably a good thing for the league in general. Last thing for me, and then I know the boys have a couple. The G4 program, we just learned about this, how the Walton family, who's the richest ownership group in the NFL, who just came into the NFL, will be bidding in the G4 program to get a couple hundred million dollars for refurbishments of Mile High. And then there's also some sort of report saying that they might build a billion-dollar super complex mm-hmm. oh, yeah. to take over Empower Field or something. That was one headline. What's happening there? And is the G4 program like the most brilliantly constructed fund in the history of funds? And how long has it been around? And will, will those types of votes happen in like this meeting today? Uh, yes. I would expect, just specifically on the Broncos, I would expect them to get the, I believe it's $200 million in a G4 loan. I believe it's a loan. But basically what it does is it encourages teams to build better stadiums and to refurbish their stadiums. So the fact that you have to give them $200 million, which I believe they pay back, I think. Um, Using visitor you know, team ticket money. Hey, they use visitor teams ticket money to pay that back. So right. literally no owner uses any of their fans' money. or It's just a fund that you get free money and you never have to pay. It's brilliant. It's one of the most brilliant things of all time. Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, it's kind of like when you're trying to build something like a stadium, whatever, and the taxes on people from out of town coming and staying in hotels, and you tax like one percent. It's like it's actually very smart, um, and I don't know who that negatively affects. But anyway, it's good because it forces you to refurbish and build a nice stadium. Do the Walton's need that? I don't know. I would guess no. Um, I think they're probably fine. Um, as far as the billion-dollar complex, like this is part of the reason why the NFL wants very rich owners because they are going to up the ante on everything associated with with the football team. The Broncos facility is actually really awesome, and it's a beautiful scene and just a cool place anyway, and I'm sure it's going to get a lot cooler with those guys involved. There's going to be a lot of new money coming into the league, I think. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait to see how that changes. I would agree with that. And that G4 thing is fascinating because, I mean, he's a brand-new owner. And they probably told him immediately upon, hey, we have this program that you can use to refurbish and do your thing up to $200 million. This is how we pay it back. You have to put this amount of money into the fund anyways as an owner. So basically you have to spend no money to do it. It's free money sitting there if you just want to kind of use it. Yeah, we figured it out. I know the Walmart thing works. We figured it out as well. We can kind of do this. I'm excited to see what happens in the future. Ty, your question for Ian Rappaport. Rapsheet, how much discussion is going on about uh, like the media rights and, and potential new, you know, like whether or not Apple's going to be getting in and also Sunday ticket? Like, is that on the, the forefront or is that a conversation that's more so on the back burner? Forefront, definitely forefront. Sunday ticket, you know, I'm sure there'll be some sort of update now. You know, the, the deal is coming up it's expiring so you know there will be a new sunday ticket person uh or person there will be a new service i would expect it to be a streaming service i think that's been pretty clear um is it going to be apple i mean that would be easy for me i have an iphone but i don't know that it is Uh, but i would expect some news on that see it's december so i would expect some news on that over the next two months or so um and like of all the things that the nfl still has on its plate as far as rights this is the one that I think fans care the absolute most about because they just want to watch their team. So, yeah, I would say that's very much on the front burner. So is Scott Hansen going to be on the 
on the is he just come with the thing? He's is, there, right? Is it just like yeah, you get this <laughs> well, and Scott No, Hansen. no, no. Scott Hansen is our red zone. That's yeah. the NFL network red zone. Andrew Siciliano is the direct T V red zone. So Could be I don't know. We got beef. Siciliano might know, be getting obviously. the boot. I like I don't he's very good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I hope not. I think he's very talented. He is, but very, he's not very, going back to direct TV, so Yeah, but will Apple just hire him? Remember, like Amazon got you know, this rights, and they're like, oh, just give me what everybody else did. Yeah, true. Yeah. Just give me, boom, boom, boom. That's what we'll do. Remake so I assume it. that's what other streaming services who have a never-ending supply of funds <laughs> will, <laughs> will probably know. do. Apple, when they got baseball, said, like, give me everything that people don't normally Yeah, need. Yeah, that was smart, though. They killed it. I mean, <laughs> I, right, let's, let's move along. I, I, I'm not going to give my views on the Apple broadcast, but it is quite different from the usual baseball broadcast. I don't know what any baseball broadcast is like other than when I watch the Field Dreams game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I just get so damn emotional Sweet. about yep. it all. You know, cause <laughs> Hard if you, not to. If you build it, they will come. And they did, didn't they? Mm-hmm. The MLB did. That was they amazing. Did big time. That was fascinating. But uh, nobody needs to take any ricochet stray shots right now. So we are just going <laughs> to move along. Mm-hmm. Okay? They couldn't have said no to that job. You get offered that job. No, yeah, you cannot that. say no to you that take job. That one. Yeah, Maybe, take the money. Yeah, take the have money. to do what you got to do, but no ricochet shots need to be. You handy. didn't have to dress like that, though. Could, well, anyway, it doesn't. Go. Are you talking about me on game day? No, not you. You dress fine. I'm just saying the announcers oh, dressed like they were going to. It doesn't matter. Anyway, go ahead. Like they were going oh, to what? I, I, I have not seen this. I've not seen a single yeah, thing. Yeah, me either. It, I. It, they're not ties in sport clubs. It doesn't matter. Oh, I, oh <laughs> shit. It, they, it looks, I had looks like they're on. going to a party. I just... So I had a sport coat on for game day because I want to respect the desk. Yeah, right. Like I want to, just, just like I did with SmackDown. Yep. I'm going to wear a sport coat because I respect the position that I'm in, and I'm going to try to dress this up. You're saying sport coats weren't even put on top of, like, T-shirts? <laughs> what, for SmackDown, do you wear a shirt or you just go sport coat and no shirt? Tank top. I'm not ripped up yet enough, but I'm, I'll tell you what. No year on the other side, new me. What? Mm-hmm. Get in there. I, I really? decide, yeah, no year, new me on the other side. No Hell year, yeah. new me. I'm, I'm getting ripped Just up. Just start now. Just start right now, then. I have been. You haven't noticed. Thanks. No. Oh. They're great. Uh, Thank you, AJ. I'm in no, preseason see, yeah. right now for the new year, new me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm, in, I'm pre- yeah, Thank you, Ramp, D-Butt. Ramp up. Ramp up, period. Yeah, exactly. I mean, every once in a while, I'll dabble with some things that have carbs <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> But coming into January one, I'm most I'm, I'm dialed in more than I've ever been dialed in, and I think I'm about to get some some help. Here we go. Okay. I think I'm gonna get some help. I I think I'm gonna dabble in some legal uh, remedies. Liver. I'm not eating Ooh. liver. I'm not the new liver cat. You going King? ancestral? Uh, I'm not gonna be doing the <laughs> primal. Primal. No. Okay. The primal plan. Durantler. See, if that's a part of the policy, no, I will. Don't do that. That, that is something no, that Deer makes you do bad a... things. Then you got to cover those things. Deer Antler has such an amazing place in our history. Oh, my God. It does. I can't. Was that one of you? Is that a thing you broke or no? Uh, no. Sports Illustrated broke it because they were talking about how Ray Lewis was, like, in Ooh. shape with these newfangled oh. things. And it was Deer Antler. And we're like, wow, what is that? And that became quite a thing. The guy showed up at the Super Bowl. 
Oh my God, I remember that. So I don't remember the guy showing up at the Super Bowl, but it is a real thing that guys are trying to beat the test every single year. And there's shit that gets added to the test list every year for the NFL, I assume for the Olympics, I assume for USADA. Like there's always things because there's scientists trying to create supplements that are trying to beat all these tests and the tests have to kind of catch up to it. I think at the time, the deer antler shit, whatever was in it was not a tested thing. Mm -hmm. It was almost a cheat code. So whenever whenever it came out, I think there was a lot of people like, mother, like, all right, now we got to find what the next thing is. Now there's always like competitors are always going to try to find the next thing. That's why GNC exists. Yep. You know, people are always trying to find a little bit. A lot of people have reached out to me and said, we got the answer for you. I'm going to have to travel to another state, maybe another country, Mm -hmm. do that old thing. But I think you're looking at a fucking what next what? year. From what I've been told, I, you know, who knows? It may be a little bit more energy, maybe less soreness, let oh. arthritis kind of go down. Okay. No inflammation here and there. From what I've been told, and uh, I know AJ doesn't do anything, obviously. Yeah, no, of course Obviously, he's had a yeah. six-pack sure. since he was 16. Sounds, yeah. sounds amazing. Well, they actually told me to ask you about it. How okay. do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. I feel great. I'm always experimenting with my workouts and everything I do. We you know, know that. Well, yeah, yeah not yeah. just workouts. And Ian, you're getting a lot of calls, so we're wasting a lot of your time here. Connor <laughs> has a question for you. Yeah, Rap Sheet, the guy who we know is the man who told us that grass was still green, Jeremy Fowler, said that, uh, unfortunately, Odell Beckham might not be playing this year, and he might just wait till March for free agency. Did we talk for three to four months about a guy who's not even going to play this year, or what's going on? Yeah, and what's your deal? Uh, yeah, and then I got to go run and do my real job in a second. Um, do what you got to do. Yes. So, I, I mean, the Bills moved on. The Cowboys moved on. The Giants haven't officially moved on. But I think everyone would like Odell to play this year. It does not seem like he is able to oh, just based on where he is rehab-wise. So he has said he would like to just play in the playoffs. We'll see if someone gets some sort of injury, which would be unfortunate. But Happens. if someone gets an injury, maybe he comes back into play. But otherwise – I think we're going to do this all over again in March, which, man, I am just really excited about doing this all over again in a couple months. Yeah, right? me, us too, Ian. Us yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Be really good. We're all OBJ fans. Last question, and we know we got to go. Did we know T.Y. wasn't retired? Yes. He's turned down a couple. He turned down numerous opportunities. He wanted actual money, which the contract oh. he got was pretty nice for this time of year. And he wanted to be on a good team. He turned down some not good teams. And I could not imagine a better spot for him. Oh. I mean, he is going to – I think he's going to do really well, and I thought that was a really good sign. Who did he turn down? Do you know? Uh, I do not know specifically, but I was told teams not as good as the Cowboys. Definitely oh, the Colts. No. Well, hopefully the Colts. <laughs> right, have fun on TV, and Have a go. on. called from his boss. Where are yeah, you? Where the fuck are you? We're live fuck. in four minutes, whatever, probably. <laughs> Speaking of, that's end of hour two here. It was a quick one. Yeah. 37 minutes. AJ, we got to you real late this hour. We apologize for that. I want to let you know that. We'll be okay. Is Ian doing like live hits all day from the, the meetings? Yeah, he's definitely. We'll see him right there. He'll be on TV here in like okay. prob- actually four minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably three minutes, which means it's perfect time for us to take a break. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Apollo Antonino was hosting uh, Minute to Win It. He was after Guy. That was my favorite show. It's a great show. That was one of the. Remember, I was trying to bring that, that show back. Yeah, minutes to win it, where it's like what do they do you little little uh, like contests or like you have to do something like this in a minute and you win an amount of money and you go through up a leaderboard. It's like you know putting like Kleenexes into a throwing Kleenexes into like a solo cup. It's like Twitter games in activities basically before. It was happening. It was a great show. Guy Fieri, I think, was the host of it. Yep. Like the kid thought Dwayne Wade was hosting. 
No, see, that's a different thing. That's, that's a cube. cube. Yep. Oh, it's okay. kind of a gimmick. That's a gimmick minute yeah. to win it. Paulo oh. Antonio became the second host of it. Oh. Oh. Did he do Dancing with the Stars? Probably. I think he did it all. He, yeah. he did. He's been everywhere. So you know that's still going on out here? Dancing? What's that? Yeah, Dancing with the Stars is like still, they're still churning them out. Yeah, it's never going to happen. kidding me? Yeah. I didn't know it was still it's on. Really? I think it's streaming now, right? Or is it on like real ABC? What's oh, no, on? yeah. It's on real TV. <laughs> I watched The Voice really? last night. I watched The Voice I last night. The, the finals? It was the last episode, yeah. Who won? Um, Blake's cowboy guy. I love when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like I really scratched you where you It did. Is. It really I did. I love The Voice. Love him, Blake's well, I, cowboy guy. I, I mean, guy it could have been fixed because I'm sure it's, I think it's Blake's last season. It is. No, it's not. What? He's come back. I don't know. They ran it. So that was the thing. Sam, my wife is an NBC watcher. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, so I she, watched Barmageddon. She watches the Good Show. Yeah. Oh no, doesn't sound. It's a good show. It's a good show. We saw the screenshot of that. It looks great. Barmageddon, yeah. Blake Shelton, Carson Daly, down a bar, down in Nashville, Nikki yeah, Bala, Coach yeah. Vrabel's a part Coach of that. Vrabel, yeah. Boyer. It's a good show. Yeah. yeah. Carson like Daly looks a little different on the show. Like what network? And the post. It's on Spike. USA. Remember hang out. USA Today. <laughs> it's probably a Peacock property, if I had to guess. Tell probably. me about Blake's last season, though. Yeah, Sam told me it was his last show. Like, we were watching because... Oh, my Jesus Look how much Christ. fun that looks like. That looks like a blast. Look how much fun they're having. Look at that. Yeah, Carson Daly's having oh, a little bit too much fun. That's what you're on. supposed to do. Yeah, I guess. It's on USA, clearly. Hide the mini hot dogs. I will say, I will say, like, easy. Jeez, Jeez. Please. Hey, they're living their lives. What are you He's saying? Like, He's a body double oh, for Carson. Brandon Frazier? Oh, I see some reports on the internet of him. He's obviously gone through some transformations. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you see why he went through those transformations or no? <laughs> no you see I, the reason no. for why Brendan Daly, whatever the fuck his name is, Frazier. Frazier. Carson Daly. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Makes them together. Apparently, one human was not so kind. To Brendan Fraser. Can you guess who that human is? Because he's got a show on Friday nights going up against SmackDown. The Rock? Yeah, you can guess it. Apparently, The Rock wasn't too kind to Brendan Fraser, and he cast him aside. He was just healing around. After The Rock gave him his start. Because The Rock was a better mummy? And Fraser broke? Fraser broke and essentially went through what he went through, and now he's getting standing O's for his depiction of a 700-pound man in the whale. You're oh, fibbing. so he's gaining weight. Be- Stop. No, no, no. He, this he, is all real. Uh, this is, hey, this is for the, for the act, for the character. Articles yeah. about it. No, no, yeah. I'm yeah, just but saying. you were saying the reason why he looked the way he, you That's literally what that, you said. Did you read that about is. why he looked the way he, <laughs> You were acting like his life spiraled out of control when he just started eating and gaining so much weight and ruining his life. Maybe I didn't explain it right then, but that is exactly why. I just brought it back to now he's you know become a superstar with the whale. But, yes, the reason that he spiraled out of control, a lot of people point to – Dewey Johnson casting him aside. Yeah, and now people bring this up, but they say it's fake. Dwayne Johnson tweeting, man, this makes me so happy to see this beautiful ovation for Brennan. Yeah, come on. He supported me coming into his Mummy Returns franchise for my first ever role, which kicked off my Hollywood career. Rooting for all your success, brother, and congrats to my bud, Darren Aronofsky. Yes. Yes. Hashtag the whale. People pointing to this as... Oh, The Rock's trying to get back babyface with 
Brendan Fraser. What did he say to him? What did he do? Thank you, AJ. Great question. He gave him the rub in the beginning. He's congratulating the character, the 700-pound character, which is, I believe, what he called Brendan Fraser throughout their relationship was Darren Aronofsky, not Brendan Fraser. Well, isn't Darren Aronofsky the director? You doofus. You don't know anything about this. You're just trying to make Drew Johnson look like a bad guy. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. I read articles about this because I want to look at Articles. These aren't internet reports. I was reading reading articles. Population. You, brother. You, Brody. You guys just buy into the rock's whole entire gimmick. How could you not? Exactly. I respect it. But maybe we don't start just blindly following. You just march yourself into thinking (laughs) shoot was a. I just worked myself into a work thinking a work was a work. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) For shoot. For shoot. Shoot, shoot. I thought you had some. Harvey Weinstein situations, too, where he's mad. Oh, oh, hey. oh. oh what's that about? There you go. See, what's wrong with this show? AJ's woke. This guy. I think he's called him out. What's wrong I with this he show? he called out Harvey Weinstein. No, he called him out. He was doing the right thing, calling out a Now it's a shoot. Oh, Brendan did. <laughs> Brendan, good guy or The Rock? Yeah. I think Brendan <laughs> did, at least in the past or now or whatever. I don't know what Dwayne's doing. But yeah, uh-huh. uh, we See? all know what Dwayne's doing. Crushing it, first of all. Uh, well, I I have not seen Brendan in a long time though. I, that does feel like now. Not that I know. a great movie. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, ago, that came right? out in like '92. AJ, yeah. that oh, was it's right like 40 before. years old. Yeah, <laughs> it's like when T.Y. Hilton signs with the Cowboys. Like, did yeah. anybody know he was still playing football? I can't believe no. he said no to the Colts because he thought they were a bad football team. <laughs> that was not said. I, I can't believe that. That was not said. Had other opportunities from teams that were not good. Is how it was said. I'm sure the Packers were in there as well. <laughs> I bet they reached out, and he probably said, uh, fuck no. And he also wanted real money, so when the Packers called and said, sure, oh, yeah. this is what we got, yeah. 20, 25 bucks, yeah. to play the rest of the year. Yeah, and buy some cheese curds. You get to play at Lambo. Yeah. Look at you. Get to play with Aaron Rodgers. You want to do it? He said no. But nonetheless, Cowboys get to go. This is like the Brendan Fraser. I didn't know he was still making movies. I didn't know Brendan Fraser. I thought he was just retired, sailed off the sunset. That's the whale true. is his big comeback. Darius, did you know anything about any of this? No. Thank you. Okay, so I don't know either. Not I saw though. Guys I saw are he problem. popped up a few months ago. I'm, I'm not the one reporting. No, he did. He popped up a few months ago. It was right. a feel-good story. Like, hey, yeah, look at this dude. We're building it back up. What a comeback. We love comebacks. Dwayne's happy for him, too. We all are. Yeah. Sure. Hell yeah. Good job, Brendan. We should try to get a film in con. I'm sure that'll happen. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Watching Avatar today. Watching Avatar today. Oh, Here we go. You got an early early peek. Yeah, not for free, though. We I think we're the only ones that ever had to pay for one of these. Like, you know, media gets offered... You know, a sneak preview or whatever, and they got in. Uh, they offered up a, a, a time for us to watch with all the media in Indianapolis, basically at a time that would not have been possible. So Zito wheeled and dealed and was like, "We would like to see it, though. We feel like, you know, we'd like to, you know, talk about it. We've talked about it for uh, 15 years or so. Like, would love yeah. to do that if that's still available." And he said, "Sounds good. Might cost this amount of money." And we're like. Okay, cool. We're still getting a sneak peek. Avatar was awesome. Very low ball. Then it came back. It was 5X that amount of money. But we get to watch it. We get to watch it. So we're doing it today. We'll experience it. It'll be a blast. Uh, I can't wait to... No way I'm staying for the whole thing. Okay, I got to travel tomorrow. There's no way. Yep. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat this like a docu-series. Smart. I'm going to watch go. probably the first hour today. Yeah. And then I'm going to know when something starts in the future. I'm going to mm-hmm. go in for another hour. Three hours and 45 minutes at some place that isn't my house or work is going to be tough mm. uh, at this stage of my life. But... I'm getting an early sneak peek at the beginning of that movie tonight. Are and you going to watch the first half or the second half? Certainly the first one. I cannot <laughs> wait. Okay. I, I, I cannot 
wait to is see it, the it's first not 3D, hour. is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Glasses, four hours. Oh, you don't have to do that. I, know. I hate 3D glasses. Me too. Everybody's saying it's part of the experience. How long is your play ride tomorrow? So you oh, so you have to. Long. Okay. Why don't you just have one of the boys fucking film that? Thing? So there's a piracy police yep. actually yeah. there because of what oh. you just said. Yeah, Put yeah. the phone down. <laughs> yeah, Tony, they also run by guitar <laughs> rules, so they'll cut your hands off if you start filming the movie. Yep, shoot you in the head. So. With that being said, there is a lot of news coming out of the <laughs> soccer Lombardi. Yep. I believe France is playing right now, right now Morocco. against uh, Morocco. Morocco wanted to fly a bunch of their fans from Morocco, which is a western, northwestern African country, to Qatar uh, to come support the team in this game and fill the stadium. Allegedly, Moroccan air space something control lines. Yeah, I don't know, even know how this would work. I guess the government would have to be the ones that would right. do it as opposed to the airport. Mm-hmm. However, it's being reported, said, nah, can't do it. Cut it off at a certain amount of thing. You can only fly this many people in here. And I uh, found that to be fascinating. That's obviously being spun into a negative about the World Cup because of the things that have already taken place during the soccer Lombardi over there. Uh, France is currently up one nothing. If they were able to get all the planes in, you know – are they 1-1, maybe? Yeah, is it still 0-0? Zero, zero? Does France even score? We don't know. This will go on to be a World Cup, though, that is questioned forever, I think. Every time the World Cup shows up again, I think this one's going to get discussed. Obviously, American reporter dies over there. Mm-hmm. Family has come out and said there is no wrongdoing. It was something with his uh, – it had an aneurysm. Uh, aortic aneurysm, uh, which is a heart aneurysm, I guess, which is a blood clot, I think is what an aneurysm is, so. that goes through and shoots to the heart. I, th- I don't I don't know enough, but they're saying no foul play was in this. He passes away there. Another photographer passes away there. The beer situation, yep. the whole everything that has happened, the building of it, how it was built, how it was, uh, how the um, location was received in a documentary on Netflix. It's happening. It's like the workers. This is one of yeah the migrant workers that end up passing. This is one of the. It's 2022 still too. Yeah. So we got to remember that. This isn't an interesting, interesting clusterfuck that's going to be talked about forever, and people are going to be like, that was happening when you guys were 35 years old and everything? It's like, yeah, yeah 2022 was happening. Still happening in the world, AJ. I think that's a big reminder here whenever you think about this soccer Lombardi. We always assume because we have the internet that like terrible things can't happen all over the country. Like, How does this stuff happen with the internet and information travel so quickly now, but it's still things happen like this all the time. Isn't it crazy still with all the – all the, the ways people can capture things, we still have things going on. And all the hopes we have for a perfect society, sure. you know, with good intentions, I think is all good intent. Like, I think that's good. Yeah. I think it's good for us to feel that way. Could you imagine if next World Cup that's in America and Canada and Mexico, a team goes on to the semifinals or whatever, and their country wants to fly thousands of people in? So not only is that good business to accept that, right. but imagine if America was like, nah, actually, keep your planes. Not a chance. Keep, well, think about what's happening now. Think about what's happening now with the whole immigration conversation and border situation, everything we have. Like, if America was to do that, people would fucking lose their minds about it. And it's like, hey, that's still happening. Let's yeah. remember that that is still happening in the world that we're in. And let's continue to make it a better one. Mm-hmm. Let's continue to make it a better one. Ain't that right? Yeah, absolutely. But if it is a semifinal and it's USA versus England and they want to fly a bunch of England fans in, sorry. Sorry, man. <laughs> Can't <laughs> do it. Somebody needs to buy all the tickets on every flight out of Heathrow. Bingo. Mm-hmm. 
to America. Mm-hmm. Like somebody needs to do that for the good of the country. Somebody needs to do that. But it's fascinating, and hopefully everybody ends up uh, safe the rest of the way. And sorry to hear about Grant Wall's passing. His family, his wife, everybody is literally saying no wrongdoing. That is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a very big deal, especially when his brother came out early and did claim something was up, yeah. and then now they're – all right, let's talk about some football. Um, Devontae Parker says officials need to get on y'all's fucking jobs in an Instagram story where he did at the NFL in the IG story. And we do know that if you at somebody in an IG story, it will show up in their messages. The NFL social media person saw this as a DM before he saw it as an IG story. Devontae Parker letting the entire league know after the concussion situation that happened the other evening on primetime football that need they need to get on y'all's Fucking jobs. This was alarming to happen, especially after what took place this year with Tua. Darius, I'll ask for your take first here. Having to have a teammate go like, hey, this guy ain't fucking right right now. Like, this is a problem. We are not going to – great teammate. I believe it was Aguilar. Incredible teammate by Aguilar. And then the NFL – how do we hear with what has already happened this season, you think, D-Butt? That was nuts. And it was obvious. Yeah, it was obvious. As soon as he got up, he was stumbling, and his teammates were holding him up at that point. He was trying to get lined up. He was kind of – Wobbling, fading. So great job by uh, Aguilar getting the, getting the ref's attention. But yeah, this, that's what you got the spotters there for, the third party guys there for. They should, some, even from, if you're in the TV booth, hey, somebody hit a button and get this guy off the field. And this is what I was talking about with Rappaport about the uh, pass interference review, like not being concept, it's execution, which means the humans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like the concept of, all right, we'll have a unaffiliated neurology, uh, neurological consultant. Uh, in yep. it was an unk, mm-hmm. right? Consultant, unaffiliated neurologic consultant. Mm-hmm. What if that okay. one though that you picked, who is supposed to be in charge of everything, and people are going to? What if that one sucks? What yeah. if that one's not yeah. good? What if that one's just not good at it? it has no for all the incredible information that that UNC's brain has, in the ability to perform brain surgery, fucking. Fantastic. Can't put a light bulb in. Okay. Can't see if somebody's potentially having a concussion on a football field. Mm-hmm. What if that hire is the thing? Are we going to blame the entire process? Or are we going to blame the hire? And, are, you know, like that's what I think we should deal with with everything. Like, is it the concept or is it yeah. execution? Oh. Clearly in Miami, it was execution is what everybody's saying from the investigation that came afterwards. Yep. This one, obviously execution. The concept seems to be there, though, right, for this whole thing? It just needs to get handled better, and how do they fix that, AJ? Who knows? Dude? I mean, it's you got to get the right kind of people that are going to be on the sideline former or up in the players. booth. Yeah. Former players. I think former players, I think it helps, sure, but man. also I'm scared at the same time. I'm worried of giving them more control. They do. I've said from the jump, like they do a terrible job of seeing if a guy's dinged up or not and pulling him out. The independent people, it doesn't seem to happen when it should. But also, I don't want to give them too much power. And then all of a sudden, we see it's the fourth quarter, and they're pulling Patrick Mahomes out for three plays because they think he's concussed when he's clearly not. Like, I don't want that to happen either. Yeah, yeah there has to be a fine balance. And once again, it's the people. I think, like, the UNC, um, maybe they should be the ones that are they, – like, they get sent to. Like, hey, yes. we need this person to give an actual ruling – but it should be somebody that has a little bit of knowledge. Maybe somebody that knows what saying, oh, Stinger is like, and not a concussion. Like, if we actually want to fix it, mm-hmm. we should get people to know it. And it seems like this is always my answer. Hey, let's hire more players. Let's hire more players. Let's hire more players. 
But doesn't it feel like a player would be the right one that would accurately know what the bullshit is out there and how to act like what's real, what's not? Like AJ said, though, you don't want to give him too much power, too. Because sometimes, guys, you get hit, and it's not a concussion, but sometimes you do have to just, you know, gather yourself, maybe even take a deep breath. When you hate for a Tyreek Hill or somebody getting taken off the field in a, a huge moment in the game. But the situation with Devontae Parker, I feel like that was an – everyone saw the play. You saw it. I think it was uh, kind of like if it was a catch or not, so mm-hmm. they tried to hurry yes. up and get to the ball. So um, you got you to gotta be quick in that scenario because I was watching him. And literally, he was lined up bottom of the field like literally floating. That was, that was, you know, it was scary. So um, those, those obvious ones should be stopped for sure. But when it's kind of uh, teetering the line, maybe you wait a few plays. And get you know, and it's, obviously, I don't think concussions happen. You know, people aren't just getting knocked out every single play. Yeah. So we're not talking about that. But imagine if Devontae just happens to have to run around and somebody comes up to block him. Yeah. Boom, just a helmet, like a little jolt, two concussions in a matter of die. like a minute or two minutes. Like that's a, that's a very scary thing. Well, right? that was like Kenny. Kenny Pickett got uh, sacked, had the concussion, he hit his head off the turf. They pull him off to the sideline. They evaluate him. They clear him, send him back in. A three and out happens, and then they come on the broadcast. Mitch is in, and they say Kenny is out now. They, they pulled him again. again with a concussion, reevaluated him, and now he has one. It Maybe. was very strange. Maybe a symptom popped up. Maybe he got like nausea, nausea, like nauseous or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe he got that. Maybe he got a headache, you know, out of nowhere. He he was able to get past or through the baseline test because it wasn't everything. I have no idea. Dog. We might be, might be a dog. Mm -hmm. But imagine he gets a concussion in that drive. Yeah, yeah, he's not. But then some people, I think, brains handle concussions better than others. Some people's bodies bruise. Some people's other bodies don't like. I don't know how we're – I hope we learn more about it. Yeah. I hope we're able to depict more information. So it's like you can eyeball this head. Remember, we've talked about this. You look at this, the frame of this particular, you know, cranium. Right. Yeah. And this one here. Mm-hmm. The whole plate. And just be like, all right, you don't have to deal with any of the, like any of the concussion shit. You're okay. We've been able to just eyeball your fuck, the depth of the bone structure mm-hmm. in your thick skull. Don't need to worry about. You're it. good. Yeah. You're gonna. You could actually. Here's a fun fact for you. I don't know if you know this. You could stick your head out and have a car run <laughs> right into it. Yeah. Up to 34 miles an hour. We are projecting mm-hmm. with the thickness and the shape of your Ohio <laughs> fuckhead. Yeah. That's like a doctor could do that quickly. Zero documented concussions. Had a tooth disintegrate in his mouth mm-hmm. while he was hit. Didn't miss any play. Head to head with Coon. It was fullback known for going head to every single day, nine years, zero documented concussions. This guy, and I think if you hear him talk, other than the fact that he's incredibly toxic and, you know, I think you would say, yeah, the guy seems to have it together, not a problem at all. But then there's other people, just a little bit of a graze for whatever reason. And it's like, oh, we didn't expect that hit to be a hit. It's like, that's a concussion, which is scary as shit. We should probably keep eyes closer on that particular person. It's like, I wonder if we'll ever get to that stage. I wonder if we'll ever get to that stage of it. It's tough and it's scary to you. Like you know, I know some teammates where it was one hit and you know, like it was they were just different after that. Or guys that played maybe a year, maybe two on teams, and then they uh, are suffering with the shit after ball. And then guys that played you know forever, it seemed like they're fine. So you know, their brain is everyone's brain is different, everyone's body's different, they injure different. So um, it's just it's tough. It's not a full conversation Violent anymore, which too. we're appreciate. Like that was a conversation yeah. there for a little bit. That's because yeah. a lot of things were we're happening that were scary. But for Devontae Parker to have that happen in the same year that the Tua thing took place, mm-hmm. when right. it was yeah. the loudest, it was leading off um, morning news. Remember? Um, yeah, Good Morning America. Yeah, Greenberg. Remember Greeny said, um, 
Good Morning America is not talking about whether or not a roughing the passer was roughing the passer. That's only sports people are talking about that. Good Morning America is leading off the show this morning with brain injuries being a problem in the NFL. Yes. He said that the NFL does not want that to be the case. The NFL does not want Good Morning America, who doesn't normally cover our sport, yep. to cover it as like, hey, these guys are getting knocked unconscious, their brains are getting beat up, and we know about CTE being a thing. So like, the NFL is going to try to figure out the answers. I just hope it gets to a... Like, I just always assume there's a common sense way of going about doing it. But then whenever you do that, you're assuming that the people you're going to hire are going to have the same common sense that you have and the same experiences that you have and the same knowledge that you have. And it's seemingly impossible to do proper hiring anywhere right now. And this is certainly rolling out right in front of our eyes in the NFL, I think. Well, especially with situations like you talked about with the spotters where if it, like it's a bang-bang play, it happens, and then they're getting up to the line trying to run. It's like... You know, does that guy even have enough time to, to it, you know, call down and be like, hey, he's clearly fucking dinged up. Get him off the field. I don't know. How good can you disguise it? Well, you, you can definitely okay. on, Monday, it. I, I, on Monday night, we all saw it immediately. Oh, yeah. Players are helping him oh, yeah. walk yeah, back no, to yeah. the huddle. How's the spot? Are all the spotters taking shits and no one's watching? And what are the refs happening? not looking for that, too? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Are they doing other shit? Like the maybe. refs shouldn't have the power, though. The ref shouldn't have the power to send somebody out of the game. Agree. I, I understand where you're coming from, though, too. Because once people that aren't affiliated with a team are able to pick and choose who's where and when, like you're, you're giving the opportunity for this to be a colossal fuck-up. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. giving somebody an opportunity. But they're going to say, we should err on the side of, of player safety. Yeah, I get yeah. it. But like you say, there's a balance to everything. Like there really is. You've got to find the right people. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about... Oh, great news. Never mind. Let's talk about the Buffalo fucking Bills. Let's talk about a team who is 9-0 and when this guy's playing and starting for them. Let's talk about a team that from top of the bottom, top of the roster to the bottom of the roster, stacked at every position you need to have. Obviously, they lose Vaughn Miller, which is a damn shame, and he's going to work his ass off to get back and join the campaign. But the Buffalo Bills are a wagon. Mm-hmm. They have been a wagon. And the man that is on his way to earning $1 million mm-hmm. While breaking the interception record for the safety position in the history of the NFL is joining us now, all pro, Jordan Porter. Yeah, Jordan! Yeah. Ah. What's up, boys? Sorry. Sorry, guys. What do you got going on over there, man? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. Ah! Let him know. Let him know. Let him know. Uh, What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, boys? How you doing? Hey, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, man. We love getting a chance to chat with you. I appreciate you always for having me on, man. Hey, no problem. Did you hear that stat? I'm sure you did. Obviously, in the uh, business side of your entire life that's happening with the NFL. 9-0 and when you're playing, man. Hey, let's go. Let's stay healthy. Let's keep crushing it. Let's go. That's the key to it. Let's keep going. How do you feel? That's the the game, man. Just got to keep going got to keep going how do you feel i feel great i feel great obviously you know i had de- dealing with some injuries we are in the season um coming coming around full circle man i feel great uh feeling a great spot where we're at you know just want to keep training in the right direction we got a good football team coming in here this weekend so we gotta just we gotta be able to play well to win hell yeah hell yeah jordan do you uh i i'm you've probably been asked this like a cliche dumb question but would you enjoy an interception more or just absolutely annihilating somebody coming across the middle and with a good PBU with a huge collision. Yeah, hitting somebody, right? Not a- ten, 10 out of 10 interception. Uh, 10 <laughs> out of 10 for sure. But hitting somebody hitting somebody out over the middle is a great feeling. Um, I mean, I know you guys saw it. I heard you guys talking about it. Matt Milano was going crazy. Oh, oh. sticks over the weekend. So, um, you know, it's a good feeling, but definitely I'm, I'd rather get the pick. I'd rather have the ball in my hands. Did you guys think he was dead? Was there ever a time where uh, he came back to the huddle? <laughs> 
and said, might have just killed Mike White. I mean, he there were some clean, picture-perfect tackles on that guy. Did you learn anything about him throughout that game? And and I'll say this, yes. I mean, just for a guy like that, a lot, a lot of respect, Mike White, man, going in there and taking the shots he was taking and being able to come back and, and try to win the game for his team. And guy, he, ain't, he got nothing but respect for me over here. Um, a guy like that can that can go in and take shots. I've seen Matt hit some guys uh, hard, um, and I and I mean, obviously that hit me. He got he took that shot, but he came back in for his team. And you got to respect a guy like that. Yeah, hell yeah. Now, whenever you think about your team. What is it that you guys got to continue to get better at? Is it just every day 1% better? Is that the mindset? Or do you guys have, like, focused things like, hey, this has been a weakness for us. We got to attack this today. Or what is your team mindset at this point? Week 15 already, dude. It's week 15 Where's time already. going? Where, where the fuck is time going? Yeah, yeah, legit. It's week 15 already. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously you want to continue training in the right direction, continue to, you know, take one day at a time. Cause you don't, if you don't take one day at a time, you're going to miss, you know, you're going to miss something small. So uh, us defensively, you know, we, we want get, to get off the field more on third down. You know, I think there's some some plays that we've been leaving out there on third down, especially third and long, being able to get off the field on third and long. Um, that will just continue to help our team win football games. But, you know, specifically with our team, just taking that one day at a time uh, mindset just because, you know, one day at a time turned into week 15, and here we are in the middle of December with Christmas right around the corner. Um, so that, that one day at a time turns into, like I said, a full season already. So we got we got four regular season games left. You know, got a, good, got a good football team, some great athletes on that team coming in here this weekend, and we got to play well to win. Hey, happy holidays, by the way. Week 15, we're happy already holiday. here. Darius has a question for you, Jordan. Yes, sir. We got two in the uh, Dolphins coming in, but uh, facing a receiver, a weapon like uh, Tyreek Hill, I know you missed the first game, but what is, what is that? What is, what's the difference coming into a game plan? What does that do for a safety for the uh, outsiders? Yeah, and and I, and I said this on this podcast earlier in the offseason. You know, when you play a guy like Tyreek, you have to be right in all your angles. You know, you got to be right. I mean, you got to be right in anything because because you know one slip, one. I mean, you saw the corner last week fall down. Tyreek, he, he gets a big play on the sideline, and, yep. and it's really you know a big play can happen any time if you're not right on your angles, if you're not right on your communication. So. Um, you know, and it's not just him. Obviously, Jalen Waddle is playing well for them too. Um, they got some really good running backs. That most are coming out of the backfield. He's got a lot of speed, and obviously, Tua has been one of the you know highest rated quarterbacks. You know, throwing the ball inside the numbers, whatever it was for the for the entire season. So it's a good football team. They've been struggling the last couple of weeks, but yep. we understand they're going to come in here with some answers uh, to some of the things that the, that the, that Chargers were doing to them, and then you know San Francisco was doing to them. So we got to go, like I said, play our game. And we're going to have to play extremely well to win. Darius has been doing everything DB with us this year, and we've been getting an opportunity to see how coverages are supposed to work, who's supposed to do what. Although he doesn't know the intricacies of everybody's jobs, I feel like we're getting a nice crash course in understanding things. And it felt like a couple of times when the Dolphins were on there and they were exposing somebody, it was almost like an arrogance by people. They're like, oh, I can keep up with Tyreek. I can do it. Is he different out there? Is it like noticeably different in how do people not know that when they come into the NFL and then they get baptized by it out of nowhere? Or is it just kind <laughs> yeah, of I, understood? I've, been, I've told the younger guys, you know, it's one thing to see his speed on, on, the, on tape. And when you're watching the game, it's another thing to see it when you're on the field and he's running. You know, he's running next to you or he's running in front of you. And, you know, there was a play I remember we were playing the Chiefs and he caught like a little hitch route. And when he caught the hitch route, he just turned around and he faced the entire defense just waiting for, you know, and it's just like you got to be right in all your angles because he can break out any moment. Um, he's obviously the most one of the most electric players in the game of football. So uh, you got to be right when you play him. And uh, like I said, we're going to have to play extremely well to win a, a really good team defense. I'm going to tell a quick story just because I think it adds on here. Shane Leckler 
who is going to be a Hall of Fame punter, like absolute stud for a long time, punted everybody. He walked over to me in warm-ups and said, have you, have you faced the Chiefs yet? Whenever they, <laughs> and I said, uh, they didn't even say hello, just said with his Texas accent, have you faced the Chiefs yet or whatever. And I was like, no. He said, you take the snap, you turn directly to your sideline, and you punt that fucker ten rows into the stands. You do not let him touch that ball. He is different. And I think, like, for some reason, if I'm listening to what D-Butt's saying and kind of understanding it, some people just refuse to believe that. And I assume that's just, like, an arrogance because most DBs are like, oh, I'm athletic, I'm this. It's just a different fucking thing, huh? He's just, it's just it, – that's awesome. It is. It is. I mean, like I said, he's a special player. Um, they got a lot of them over there. They got a lot of guys with, you know, just great athletes. But him – and particularly, he's a special player, and you know, Durable, and like too. I said, you got to be right. Oh, yeah. to, you got to be right when you play him. How much fun would that be to be him? Oh, that would be fun. God, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be a lot of fun. Be able to have that speed oh, wherever, yeah. like wherever he's down in South Florida right now. There's a lot of speed yeah. down in South yeah. Florida. A lot of people talking. It's like uh, you, he called out, obviously, um, Bolt. Mm-hmm. He said Bolt's washed <laughs> yep. at this point, which is yep. awesome. I'm excited. Like, if he focused on running, I wonder if he would. I honestly wonder if he oh, would. Yeah. It'd be fun to watch. Good luck. You're gonna crush him this way. Hey. You ain't worried about fucking nothing. Oh, yeah. a question for you, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan, last week against the Jets, really shitty weather. I think it's supposed to be bad again this Saturday. As we get to this point in the year and the weather starts turning in western New York, would you prefer playing in that in those type of conditions where it's really cold and really rainy or, you know, I mean, especially, especially yeah, with the speed of the of the Dolphins coming in, or are you still kind of more akin to wanting to play when it's nice and warm out? Y'all gonna force me to answer this question. I don't like being cold. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. No, you're a cold uh, team. My, yeah. That's uh-huh. cold team. Over, over the course, over the course of my career playing in New York, in Buffalo, New York, I've learned how to play in the cold, and I think that's just as much of a factor. Being able to understand what you got to wear, what you got to, you know, the, just the little little nuances that come with playing in the cold. And so, um, you know, I've definitely learned how to. Uh, but it, it's, I'd, I'd rather play in the heat. But when we get when we get a team coming in here. Especially from South Florida, we got our home crowd behind us. Um, you know, this is going to be a fun atmosphere. You know, it's going to be a night game, Saturday night. It's going to be super electric. And yeah, at that point, when you're on the field, you really don't even feel the cold. It's just, you know, it's waking up and you, and you see what it's going to be like outside. You just already got to get your mind right. This, this is what it's going to be. Right, and I, I think your mindset is more is, is is the biggest factor when it comes to it. Just understanding that's what it's going to be and, and, and just fighting through it. Got it, AJ. How big of an advantage do you think that might be playing in Buffalo in the elements all the time? And then you get in the playoffs and you're right. Like you say, you may not feel the, the cold when you're out there, but I'm guessing a team comes up from Miami or something. They may feel that cold in January sometime if it's negative 10 out there and there's bildos flying. I, <laughs> there's definitely going to be those on, there's definitely going to be those on the field. I, I remember coming to Bam. Buffalo when I was in Cleveland. Okay. I mean, Cleveland, it gets, it gets Break cold it. out there, but I remember stepping, it was a late December game. I remember stepping off the it was snow on the ground, stepping off the, the plane, and and just the wind chill hit me in the face, and I'm like, oh hell no, like this <laughs> is what we are about to play in. So it definitely, you know, it could play a factor. They're down there in South Florida, you know. I'm sure, you know, they probably maybe practicing the indoor, putting the chilly weather or putting the chilly, making it cold as hell or whatever. I don't know what they're doing, but um, you know, it definitely plays a factor. But I'm we, sure you know, we work. got our crowd behind no. us. We're used to it. We know how to do it. So. We're, we're, we're going to come ready to play. It's an advantage the other way, too. 
Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. going down, yeah. down in that humidity. When yeah. it, now it yeah. feels good. Obviously, it's like this is much nicer than it was in the negative or whatever. But that humidity is different for people that have to run. I, I've been told. I didn't have to do any of that in yeah. the games, but I've been told. <laughs> I've been told that it is a little bit more uh, whenever the humidity happens there. Connor, your question for Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Obviously, on the same subject as weather. Right now, you guys are the one seed. Very possible that you guys have the first round by. Earlier in the year, you had to move a home game. Has there been any conversation about the possibility, hey, if we get into the playoffs, we're a lot deeper into the winter, there's another storm in Buffalo. Are you guys going back to Detroit, or do you think you'll probably just maybe move the game a night Hell ahead? Hell no. We're we, we going to play, we have to play that game in Buffalo. I probably, they'll figure it out. They'll, oh. figure, they'll figure it out. I don't know. We're going to oh. have to play that game in Buffalo for sure, though. They'll figure it out. I don't know, I don't know how, but they're going to figure it out. Jordan, I think the thing I enjoy most about you is your energy's always higher. You like this all day. What do you like in meetings? You asking a lot of questions in meetings? You taking notes? A what lot you- of questions, man. You got to ask a lot of questions. You got to take the notes, man. I like to understand what I'm doing on the game day. I like to understand, you know, I, 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 a lot of energy, man. Positive energy feeds off positive energy. So, you know what I'm saying? You just got to keep Hell going. Yeah. Energy is everything in this world. Yeah, the universe will obviously give back what you put out, and I enjoy yours. Yes. Cole, yes. Cole Beasley put out some bars, and now he's back with the Let's bills. Let's go. Cole Beasley back in the building. <laughs> okay, you love Dog, Cole. Man. You love Cole there. I love Cole. <laughs> call him dad out here. <laughs> you guys are happy he's back, though, yes? Love love, love the fact yeah. that Beasley's back, man. Bring the whole, the whole crew back. Smoke. Got D. Marlowe back. You know, everybody's coming back. But Shaq, I mean, it's a damn reunion out here. Have you talked to Cole about why he decided to retire after like two days in Tampa? Like, nah, I ain't fucking playing football. <laughs> yeah. Have you talked to him about that? I'm going to have that conversation with him sometime. I'm just kind of letting him get back into it. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that one down the road. Last, I definitely want to know about that. Yeah, so do we. So do we. And if you want to display, yeah. if you want to tell us. Yeah, would be we'll sweet. Yeah, <laughs> if not, Cole's no big deal. Uh, Cole is a problem. Yeah, he's a problem yeah. out there in that, that slot. He's fresh right now, too. Right? Yeah, he hasn't yeah. really played. I yeah. assume he's in shape. Is he in shape? Have you seen him? He looks good. I'll tell you that. He looks good. That's all I can say. He looks, I mean, he looks damn good. Cole Beasley's about to go for a hundo. In a yeah, fight. that'd be awesome. I mean, that's good. About and then, if, then there's an album coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back album. Oh, <laughs> my, oh my Cole's my back. Yeah. Oh. Man, we're, we're moments away from that. Let's go. Let's look ahead to that. All right, last question for you here, uh, Jordan from Tone. Uh, Jordan, Pat's calling the uh, Vegas Bowl on Saturday for your alma mater. Anything inside info oh, we, we need call. to know about the Beavs? Good call. Yeah, it's happening. Great running game. Uh, I mean, that, great defense, man. That's, that's a damn good defense. Coach Bray out there, he's been doing a really good job over there. Um, that's uh, offensive line is one of the top in the country, so you're going to see them boys running the ball. A little play action, trying to get the linebacker to suck up, trying to hit him behind. Oh, um, it's going to be fun up, again. They play for, uh, Florida, yeah. Florida, right? Yeah. Yes, me and Kair got a little bet a little bet going. So uh, I played in the Vegas Bowl, actually, my sophomore year in college. We lost to BYU. Oh. They were they were in the hotels all week. We were out partying. So that was probably <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, but, you'll have that at bowl games. You'll have that at bowl games, especially in Vegas. <laughs> I assume that would be a little <laughs> bit tough to stay in there. Yeah. So the Vegas Bowl yeah, is a good but, bowl to go to. Uh, Oregon State's happy to be in the Vegas Bowl. Pumped it, it is. A, yeah, pumped to be there, man. I, I think it was a, one of the biggest bowls they've been in since since I've since I've been there. So uh, yeah, they're they're excited. I'm excited for them. So Me I'm too. excited to watch you call the game. Are you going to watch? The NFL is going to be in your plane that night. You're not going to see it. We'll send clips. We'll send clips. Please, please do. Please yeah, do. okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> hey, we appreciate the hell out of you, man. Have an incredible yes, day. Good sir. luck this weekend. Appreciate you, boys. Thank you so much, man. Take care. Hey, let's get interceptions, but not too many. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Boyer. Yeah. yeah. Woo.
Good and, vibes. Yeah. yeah. No idea it was Saturday games to last Friday. He, he just found out. You're, you're telling Pat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to commentate the Vegas Bowl yeah. with yeah. Kirk Herbstreet? What's the date? Saturday, whatever. I'm like, absolutely. Done deal. I'm calling a game with Herbie? Yeah. Done I get deal. to watch how Herbie operates like in the booth. Man has been doing it for like 20 years. Sure do. Yeah. He actually is the reason he wanted you to do that or whatever. I'm like, fuck yeah. Let's do it. Okay. That's so cool. Man, I'm so pumped for that. <laughs> and then I'm watching the games this past weekend. They're like, Saturday lineup. Got three NFL games. Colts, <laughs> Vikings, yeah. right at the same time as the Vegas Bowl. They actually said that in yep. the thing. And then, mm-hmm. boom, and then Bill's Dolphins. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Ravens, Browns at once. This is a great, this is a great lineup here on Saturday. <laughs> so still honored. That I'm calling the game with Herbie. Still pumped about it, but certainly made the decision. And I don't know if I would have made a different one. I don't know if I would have made a different decision strictly because I'm a big, really. And then I go and, like, I get to do, yes, I would love to do that guy. But, yeah, I'm missing NFL games, darn it. But I'm learning, I think, a lot. I think I'm going to learn so much from Herbie in there. The only positive, really, is that the first two games are going to be blowouts. The Colts will get killed, and then the (laughs) Ravens will kill the Browns. And then the game that you want to watch, Bills-Dolphins, will actually be good. I would like to state publicly on the record that Victor the Viking did invite me to come to the game. Thank you. I'm working. Sorry. Yeah. Unlike you. Okay, I'm calling Oregon State's biggest bowl game since the last time they are in the same bowl game. Yeah. Okay? I'm getting to work with Kirk Herbstreet. David Pash, what? Laura Rutledge, Legends. an entire production crew that I'm assuming has a litany of lists of successful things they've accomplished. The yeah. Who's who? Is that at Raider Stadium or is that at yeah. uh, Sam Boyd? No, it's at Allegiant. Okay. And we're on ABC too. Nice. Wow. So, cool. Is it sold out? Yeah. I haven't kept up with the ticket sales. Tone just said yes, straight face. He would be the only one that would have that answer. I don't know for sure. Tone, your thoughts? Um, not on the bull, but I did uh, while we were talking about the weather. Okay. I was told this yesterday, and I hope this isn't true. Oh, I was told. I was told. <laughs> the Dolphins in L.A. had heaters on the sideline? Yeah, it was 50 degrees. They had 50. heaters, yeah. Okay, so, okay. That'll be, they'll do 55. fine. They'll do I fine. I was told those guys were tough. Oh, I was told it's football. Heaters for 50? Oh, I was told. I did see. I was told they got a snowflake at quarterback. Well, that was the graphic. Who said that? That was the graphic. That was weird. That's disrespectful. Nobody said that about about my quarterback. Well, Kyle Brandt kind of did. Yeah, and you kind of did on Sunday Night Football with the Chargers. Never. I mean, he stunk it up. But can we talk about South Florida and uh, Florida, Florida dudes as a whole? Let's do it. And I don't want to, you know. Hey, Florida boys, incredible. That's yeah. built different. Year-round training. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And not just, like, training, like, oh, I'm all by myself. I'm training. I get to – no, no. We're, we're training, competing against yeah. world-class at, everywhere Always at all times. People traveling to Florida so that their kids can full-time compete yeah. with and, and do their thing. Like you saw that 12-year-old. That was in Florida. Yeah, we saw that. that guy. That's a long 12 years. Yeah. That guy's on a different <laughs> calendar than us, I Kid think. Kid 60. Uh-huh. I think that 12-year-old's on a different calendar than us. I did appreciate Hood News there going, how old are you with? Yeah. <laughs> one, of my favorite, mm-hmm. one of my favorite questions, and I miss that. I think that is what I miss most from the locker room, is the different accents that come in and the different ways of speaking that come into the locker room. There was a time where face ass was the end of every single sentence for a while. So whenever I heard him say, how old are you with? I was like, that is. Imagine him just speaking day to day. That's just how he asked one question 
to a 35-year-old, 12-year-old. Right. Imagine him speaking all day. I'm sure it is electrifying. Those are, I think that kid's operating on a different calendar than us. 100%. I, I think he has more. Yeah. I think he has a lot more than 365 days in each year. I'm not sure. Tatted up to. On his forearm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had a fucking John Wilkes Booth mustache. Yeah. He's 12 years old. It was humble, though. I appreciated yeah. his humility. Yeah. He was. 12 holding his trophy. Just yep. wanted to get out of there. Didn't want all the antics. He was 12. But anyways, yeah, you're right. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. 12-year-old. Yeah. My daughter just turned 12. She's in sixth grade. Hey, Shaq. In sixth grade. Shaq was getting uh, – I, I watched his doc. He, his doc, he was getting asked uh, a lot of times to show his uh, birth certificate mm-hmm. and camp or whatever. And George Foster, former offensive line for the Broncos and the Colts, hilarious follow on the internet mm-hmm. on Twitter. He posted a photo of him in Little League Baseball, and uh, <laughs> he was certain – there was a, a very large black man on the left side in full baseball outfit, mm-hmm. and I thought that was George. <laughs> and I almost quote tweeted and was like, God damn, you're the dude on the left. <laughs> and he was no, there on the right side. He was looked like a yeah. 25-year-old. Right, right. Oh, like a 25-year-old. So there are people that mature much faster sure. than others. I think that kid was operating on a different calendar. I think so, too. Back to Florida. It is always said that Florida boys can't operate in the cold. Florida boys don't like whenever it gets a little bit, you know, more painful every time. Is that a fair evaluation, or you think that's bullshit? I mean, you heard, you heard Jordan. He, he nobody. Um, I, I'm from Pittsburgh. A lot of people don't like playing. The I cold. don't like the cold. They don't like playing the cold. But once once it's time to play, once the ball's kicked off, once you're hitting, you're running, you catch. It's football, you know. Once once it gets started, but the the thought process going into it, you look at the schedule. That's one of the first things I used to look at. Oh, schedule yeah. wise, Buffalo, right. late. who are we playing? You know, late in the season, <laughs> yeah. where are we playing? Nobody likes that shit, but once you get going, once you start playing, it is what T.Y. Hilton. We never worried about him in a cold game. Ever. You know, you know, there's a lot of guys like that. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of overblown, but I think offensive linemen think about it. They're like, all right, we got some guys, you know, every single one of them from 80-plus degree weather. This thing gets cold, we'll be able to. They're not going to want fist fight with us. Like, uh-huh. I, I think that is something that's said. But on the flip side, it's like there's some Florida boys on the offensive side, too, that like – you know, they don't want to get into it. You yeah. know, and there's some dudes that look very soft whenever it gets into certain situations out of nowhere. It's like, I don't think it's necessarily a fair evaluation, but I do think weather certainly plays some mental fuckery with people. Oh, yeah. Did you wear long sleeves or never? Uh, I wore them every day in practice, but I, I wouldn't wear them in games. No, not for any reason other than it's already freezing. Like, I just try to keep my hands okay. in It's a linebacker thing. No, uh, yeah, I don't want kids yeah. to see. Yeah, of course not. Okay. No, I don't care about that. Practice, oh. you're not seeing it. <laughs> Game, seeing it. Give me a hoodie underneath that, if I could, from Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's all hands and feet, man. Just my hands and feet is all I cared about. It's all that matters. That is how cold enters. Did you put um, what is that? Yeah, Vaseline Vaseline. or whatever. Vaseline or like the yeah, skin type stuff. What's that do? That just cuts the wind. In theory, yeah. Insulate. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it insulates. It works though. Oh really? It insulates. It's like a seal, like an otter. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Supposed to. If you have a oh, ball in your hand. Right. Brady used to be in like a fucking scuba suit. Yeah, he wears a scuba suit. Yeah. Like Everyone. Under his, like, Genius. I had some guys wear those that I know. Yeah. 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 What is it, like Tiger or... Balm? You put Tiger Balm on, it like oh, constricts nah. the pores in your skin. So I, so, so I think what we're, what we're realizing here and talking Johnson. about is. Only Favre restricts the pores. He Tiger Balms. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Tony! Eat tiger bombs. Eat tiger bombs, of course. That was quick. All right, Tony. Let's move on. Come on, Tony. Tony. Go, Tony. Okay. Hats off. Good. 
Yeah, yeah. He was so happy. Tone was so happy to for get you, that out. brother. All right, let's cover a couple well, more things never we heard have Nick to. Use the word pours in any other context. There was a. You're right. Literally, he brings it up all the time. There was a. Um, there was a AAA state championship football game that happened in Georgia, mm-hmm. that was decided upon an obviously crooked ref. This hit the internet this weekend, and I can't believe it's taken us this many days to talk about it. We do apologize because the football world deserves us to put a spotlight on this type of situation so that it can't happen again. I went to a couple Ohio high school football games this year. I'm going to be honest. I don't go to a lot of high school football games. My schedule whenever I was playing makes it tough to travel to high school football games. And falls have been pretty busy. And here in Indiana, I don't have an affiliation really to any school, so I'm not going to go to it. So going to it was an eye-opening experience. I love the energy. I loved the commitment. I loved how dialed in the players were. They seemed to be like a professional operation. Obviously, the football level much lower. But one thing I did realize was there's no Jumbotron, okay? Mm. So there's no replay for anything, which obviously, obviously, high schools don't have Jumbotrons. But when you haven't watched a game that hadn't had a Jumbotron on it for fucking 20 years, you can be a little bit alarmed by like, oh, shit, this is a different football experience than what I've been used to. But also, you, you learn quickly, like, there's no accountability for, for the referees. <laughs> no. None. There will be a play where right in front of me it happened. Kid makes a clear catch. Clear catch. No problem. Incomplete. Fucking give me the ball. Dude, <laughs> yeah. you got a problem? You got a problem? You got a problem? This is high school. You don't even. I will. You fuck. We'll eject you. Give me the ball. Go back to your huddle. Ball. Walk it back. Demonstrative. Yeah, it was incomplete. With ball in hand while walking back. He didn't catch it. And I'm like, standing here, clearly did. Clearly, clearly mm-hmm. caught the ball. But there's no Jumbotron. That ref in high school is the authority oh, yeah. for that entire stadium. That power that these refs have to feel at the high schools can't be checked ever. Players can't say a single thing to them because it's bad sportsmanship. You're in high school. Shut the fuck up. Coaches, I guess they can get after them, but not really as much as everybody else because, once again, it's high school. You're supposed to be real. So I think the high school officials – Potentially have one of the most powerful roles in all ages of football. Mm-hmm. That ended up being a terrible thing for one high school team. That's right. Down in Georgia. Seemed to be a little bit of a power. Three people go ahead. Man gets tackled. High school kid gets tackled <laughs> three feet short. Yeah. A full yard. Unbelievable. Behind. Clearly. Their fans in the back of the defensive team celebrated. Because they thought it was over. We did it. Big time stop. Then ref over here who either had his eyes closed or had money on a triple-A high school game says, he got in. Yeah. And then boys, high school guys are like, what? No, he, di- he clearly didn't. He's clearly your choice. They go, shut, shut. You're a high school kid. Shut, 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 shut. It's touch on. Sorry about it. Congratulations. Look at how happy. It's a wild scene, AJ. This can't happen in our sport, pal. I mean, you're right, though. Like, it's crazy to go. If you do go to a high school game, we're always, okay, they're going to challenge this. You just assume everything is challengeable or they're going to change the call if they know you missed one. But you're right. Like, they have so much power. I just want to know what's going through that guy's brain right there as he calls touchdown. They have all the power, no accountability. And I'll tell you what. These boys have just got a goal line stand to (laughs) win the state championship. Yeah. Are robbed of a moment that they can talk about at weddings and bachelor parties and birthday parties yeah. forever because of one That's crazy. ref up above 
that sees something that nobody else does. Okay. It's banana land. There's that fat sack of baloney ref that walks up who definitely saw it as well. Who maybe didn't, you know, hey, let's let's talk about this. You're about 150 yards away. Like, I don't think he got in. <laughs> yeah, he was ready. That guy said, right. you sure? the ball. You sure? It's way back here. You know, this guy had the ball. It wasn't the first two guys. That, that's... It's unbelievable. That's so bad. State championship, like you said, that's something that's you're gonna remember that forever. Forever. Everybody's gonna remember that. And you could tell by the team in the red. If it was even close, at least, you know, three, yeah. four guys maybe throw a fake touchdown sign up, but all of them are looking like fuck. Good formation. Good formation. I like that. <laughs> Overload right. I, like, I like the late movement by the defense. Great the linebackers. Yeah, yeah, what a play. I mean, without without the number two. Without like obviously the fuckery from the referee, this play from the defense was Oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. Cutting through blocks. Gap. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Number hey. eight or nine talking that shit, too. He knew. Oh, no. Oh, no. What do we do? We just made a play. We just won a state championship. What are you doing? That's fucked up. Let's yeah. assume a couple of these guys on defense are going to go and do some big sure. things in football because the chip 100%. that's going to be on their shoulder is going to be pretty large. I assume they might, they might not view refs the same for the rest of their lives. People are going to be like, why do you have no respect for refs? Well, let me explain to you. Yeah, I got this play saved to my phone right here. Boom. Watch this. Check what the out. fuck happened? Well, it was one bad ref. One bad ref. What about this other guy? Saw it. Didn't say anything. Cost me a state title. Right here. Took the ring right off my finger. I don't have one of these. You have one of these? You know when people say that? Mm-hmm. We did. Mm. And then guess what? We didn't. And we don't. Because some fucking crooked ref down there in AAA mm-hmm. high school football. Anyway, it's been a great show today. Mm-hmm. I think the only way it can get better, AJ, is if we were to do something that might be the best segment in the history of television. Yeah. Oh. Well. Now, certainly on the internet, but you can stream it on a TV. So True. we can say it's on TV. This segment will be something that nobody else has the capability of doing. Goddamn right. This will be something that will be groundbreaking trailblazing for sports entertainment. Mm -hmm. Unprecedented. This is something that we've been unprecedented. unprecedented. Exactly. A lot of fun is had while doing these unprecedented things that are changing sports entertainment so much. Mm -hmm. Without yelling. Ladies and gentlemen, we can debate. We can entertain. We can inform. Or we can do all those things. Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome to Everything DB with Darius Butler. Hey, everybody. Oh, let's get to it. Now, early in the season, all I got to go to this same game parlay first because I'm going to do it every time. Well, you got one? I got one. Damn right, I got what? one. What? Oh. Every Wednesday now. I'm going to put these back on the hardwood. This is obviously the field here, but on the hardwood, we got the oh, Knicks. Yeah. Do we have it? Do we have the graphic? Bulls tonight. I sent this in the chat. It's in the cool. chat. Knicks this at Bulls. Man, I should going back to the Knicks. That's bad hosting. Back to the Knicks because they did what they were supposed to do. It was a blowout, but I feel like this. Is you really love game. the NBA. You follow the NBA. You watch. I start following a little more as the you know NFL season gets, but still not full time into the playoffs. Oh, but look at tonight, this! Okay. I feel really good about this. Really okay. good. We had Randall on the last one. He got way more points than he needed to get. Same with Robinson, Mitchell Robinson with his rebounds to the Knicks. Okay. So these are my two Knicks guys. Randall's going to get his 20. Robinson's going to get his eight board. Anybody can miss that? Fucking Vucevic is a glass eater. Nicola. Glass eater. Almost 11 boards this season. Board man, board man. DeMar. DeRozan. DeMar. DeMar, I hear He's got to get 25. And then Zach Levine, he's got to get 20. So, very gettable. This is uh, a little bit over 500. 
Ooh. plus 500 when I put it together. Okay. Let's go. Live on the site right now. All right, D-Butt. But, yeah, I believe in this one. Okay. January 1st, I will. Yeah, January 1, FanDuel will be available in Ohio. Can't wait for that. A lot of things. You know what I mean? It's five, man. It's a lot of things. A lot of things need to go right. Listen, I don't want to bring any negative energy. I actually want to go the opposite direction. Maybe we need to start adding more legs so that we can hit one of these. Yes. Because when this one hits tonight, Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. When Vucevic yep. Glass eater. picks up his eighth rebound, end of game to seal it. Yeah. Like, that's going to be the yep. – that's how it's oh, going to end. Nah, that's not let's, – let's get that one out of the way. I, w- I want that one to be over by third third quarter. Yeah, that's Probably the easiest second. one on that list, actually. <laughs> so I think DeMar, DeMar, DeMar's the easiest. Levine DeMar is the one I... – Whatever the case. When all exactly of this – When all this hits uh-huh. tonight, yeah. whether we're awake, we're watching it or mm-hmm. not, that is going to spin – Big momentum in our favor. All we need is one from the building. Yeah, all we right. need is one on the site. And all, you know, there's so many experts out there. Yeah. So many. Okay, wow. so many experts that if they were had the capability to pick a super boost or to put a, a promoted parlay out there, they would get it right every time. And we appreciate the fact that you would. Yeah. And I wish that we could be more like you. And we apologize that we're not. Now, I do think you are full of shit and – a piece of one as well. That's right. <laughs> but this is the one that gets us out of our home. Tonight we all see red. You're damn right. Tonight, that's we a need green. See, we need to see green. blue as well. Yeah. Green and blue. Yeah, yeah green. Green. Blue. Green and blue. Just green. Careless green for check game. marks. Blue for the trophy True. on the settled bet. Yep. The red was for the Bulls. Okay, yeah, we don't want to see red. The red means, <laughs> red means L in oh. that thing. We will see the Bulls, though, because they're a big part of this. Go to overtime. Yep. Go is Caruso not playing? You know, I, 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 I bet with guys, frontliners. Whoa. Caruso does have a strong I, I love, eight and four going it, right now. I love though. Caruso. But, you yeah. know, when I put these parlays together, I know Dur- he's going to get his touches. Oh, yeah. He's going to get the second most touches oh, on the team. Yeah. Randall's going to shoot the ball. He's been scoring a lot. He's been on a yeah, little tear here. Yeah, and then he these guys are primary glaciers. we're winning tonight. Let's Let's go. Turn go. around. Thank Let's you. Go. Thank Let's you, go, D-Bot. Plus 500. That's a good hit. Let's yeah. dive into everything, DB. Let's we, get it. Let's do this thing. Let's we get appreciate it. Let's get it. Let's get it. First one. Uh, which one is this? Got a couple from this game. Flea Flicker. Flea Flicker. So we saw one last week with the Raiders, yep. and it was from the gun. It was a very – what part of the field is this, guys? Alumni. Alumni, alumni, alumni section. section. Right in front of the alumni sections. Very similar coverage as well. So I think this is quarters up top, and then we got a half field down here. Once again, watch this quarter safety, who's kind of that half man in the box to the tight end side. Once he hands this ball off, he's coming up on his run, and this receiver is just looking at him, waiting for that commit put his foot in the ground, go vertical, and it's going to be literally how they drew this up on Wednesday practice. Oh, it's going to happen wow. just how they wow. want it to happen against the scout team. Gotcha. And once again, same coverage the last time. The touchdown came from the slot with Devontae Adams. Now, if you're getting a key from here from the uncovered lineman, is that a run read or a pass read? High hats. High that's hats. high hats across the board. There we go, so AJ. A pass read, even though they're handing this ball off. Now, when that ball is handed off, it's tough. Everybody's yeah. going to react to a guy getting the ball. But you got to know. That's tough right there. Oh, so great execution shit. from the offensive side of the ball. But that when you see this play happens, when you're watching the game, that's how it happened. That's why it's happened um, on multiple occasions. Now. He knows immediately play. when he's turning around, fuck, that's all me. Safety? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, as, soon as, oh, no. as soon as he sees Joe Mixon go like this and, and, and turn around to he's like, he knows. 
Oh, no. And he's a young player. Oh, uh, second, third year in the league now, Grant Delpit. So it's, it's nothing you could do uh, with that. What have I done? Far back. We've seen it again. Oh, I didn't even know he was. Yep. What uh, coverage is the worst to run a flea flicker into? One. Mm. Blitz. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe a deep, maybe a cover three when you got a good post field mm-hmm. safety that has good vision, good depth. And, and remember, so in, in these coverages, there are primary run defenders and then there are secondary run defenders. And when you're quarters, you are kind of a secondary run defender. But when you're to this, this tight end side, you do have a run gap. So that's tough. So this deep half, nothing to do with the run. He's always staying back. If you're a deep third defender, nothing to do with the run. You always stand back. But um, so this is this is back to back weeks now. We've seen the same flea flicker against this same coverage. Mm-hmm. Is this in guy the same on part of the field. Is that guy always weak? Um, it depends on the, the the defense. Most 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 defenses go left and right now. Some some teams, you know, you got your down safety, you got your back safety. So um, he's to the passing strength. That's the uh, you know that would be the running strength up there. The close so that's side, smart the then, right? I mean that that would be. It's back-to-back weeks. We've seen the same play, so this is uh, it's a good play. Because you wait for that one guy who you know has some type of conflict. He's in a conflict because he has a run gap. Uh, he has run responsibility, should I say it, but he's also a part of the deep portion. Also, of the boundary. Into so the it's boundary. tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's away from the passing strength. Jeez Louise. So, yeah, good play. Good play. Okay, We've seen good back-to-back play. weeks now. Hey, it's on Star Boy. That's on Star Boy. Luna sees us in practice. Yeah, that's right. Lunos. Hey, he was awesome. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was. Love, love listening to him. Once again, we are in the alumni section again. And this is, we got J-Mo back. The Lions got him back out there. Uh, it's the second game. Obviously, this is only catch. Big play, big touchdown. We have a substitute safety in there for Harrison Smith. Uh-oh. Uh. He's going to roll down. He's going to actually do his job, but the starter is also a young guy. He's the post safety in this. So this is three underneath, three deep. So you're going to have a five-man rush. You got one, uh, two, three guys underneath, and then you got one, two, three guys deep. Now, he's got to get to that post. He's got to get some depth, get to that post. He does it. This guy's going to run, attack, sit. Oh, oh eyes. You got 24. Right? I mean, this is. This Pretzel. Is, now, the last one we saw was a fleet flicker. This is just a play-action pass. Nobody should be this open on a play-action pass. But I'm sure this guy will be on more radars, obviously, as the season goes on, as he makes more plays. He's a big speed guy. Would have been the first receiver drafted, Bang. obviously, if he was healthy. But on uh, this offense, man, this offense has been dynamic. Jerry Goff has been really, really good. And this is, once again, early down. Run it back one, one more time. Early down, AJ always talks about this. Everyone inside the numbers. Yeah. Everyone inside the numbers. Alumni section once again. So this is a shot territory. Alert shot, alert shot. Once again, young safety, backup safety. He does his job, which is to attract whatever eyes, and then he just runs his post. So big play. Just had a fourth down stop, too, so they want to take a shot yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Second down. <clears throat> there we go. Jeez Louise. Right before you get in that fringe, Jerry. Good. walking. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Now Jared Goff's got that. What? Look out. Yeah. Wow. Did, did Jameis wow. slow play that so that – the receiver up top could just because he he got down the field a lot faster up top than Jamo did to distract his uh, their I, eyes. I'm not attention. sure. Sit- Whenever running these, go ahead, AJ. Don't you think he watch the, the guy up top? He sits down to get Pat P to sit down because if he keeps drifting, mm-hmm. Pat P may see this, see Jamison coming uncovered and like, oh, maybe give him some help. Yeah, and he's just I feel if like he he's the looking ball right at him. And he's knowing like, okay, that's the only Jeez. guy that could be. He was back. thinking he might have to shake him. And he, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's looking like okay. Because he's, like, shuffling. So what he does, run it back, please, to, uh, a little bit. So 24. So the disguise is you're showing pre-snap. Mm. All right, we got a split safety disguise. We run it a little bit more. So 
So we got a split safety this guy. We're showing two high. Could be quarters, could be quarter, quarter, half, which the Vikings play a ton of. They don't play a lot of single high. So here his disguise is I'm going to start here and I'm going to get to that middle. And, it, and then he's, you know, you see the formation too. It's a tight formation. So he doesn't have a far way to go to split these receivers. But once he gets out, he can't let, you can't settle. You got to run, get to that spot first and then stop. Because if you don't get that depth, then your eyes, you start seeing too much. He should never mm -hmm. even see him. This is a curl route. You're a post defender. You got to be deep as the deepest. He's way too far outside. You know, at least squeeze him because that's still your player too. Like you're a deep third. So um, that's, that's, that's tough. They've been talking about how good the Vikings defense is on third down and in the red zone. Do you think they're, they're getting exposed a little bit the last few weeks here? Uh, they are getting exposed. A lot of people are putting a lot of yards on them. They got to figure some things out. And How do you put the fire out? You just got to. You just got to. It's got to make plays, man. It's it's never rocket science. It's doing what your coach should do. And they don't play a very uh, aggressive brand of defense. You know, they kind of when you get into the situation and stuff, the third down, the red area, that's when they make you pay and they can turn the ball over. But they're not coming after you. You know, every other not running a wink Martindale type of defense. So um, you're going to get yards on it, but typically when it gets to the, situa the big situations, critical situations, that's where they're playing better, and they're not right now. Guy in the Kirk Cousins jersey at the end there on that second shot, just flipping Jameson Williams the bird <laughs> after he runs into the end zone. That was awesome. You'll see him. He's behind like a bunch of Lions fans. Here he comes. It's a great way to get your first touchdown. Boom. Fuck you. <laughs> yep, I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> love it, man. Love to see it for the Lions, man. Right. The brand oh. new Lions. Oh, hold on. He's cheering. Yeah, this oh, guy no. doesn't have fingers up. He's cheering. Yeah, yeah, he's cheering. cheering. What the hell Come is on. this? That's a Michigan State guy for sure. Wow. Wearing oh, a purple yeah. cousin shirt? Yeah, that's got to be it. That guy's a mark. Forgot what he had on. Fucking fraud. You're a fraud, boy. Wow, Minnesota. Oh, what's huh. he cheering for? I was just happy Minnesota. for the kid. Do a lot of people? Yeah, yeah I don't know. What was that? What was Shaking his keys. Look at me. You think he's shaking his keys? Will you? This guy. AJ, stinks. what are your thoughts? I'm trying to see. Keep it running. Fuck you. What's that guy doing there? Exactly. Ooh, he's really shaking. Yeah, he's going bananas. Oh, yeah. He's like gyrating. <laughs> <laughs> he has weight. a pretty good arm. <laughs> yeah, he does. Jacked up. He's got some quick twitch in there, doesn't he? <laughs> Vikings might need him. Double shake weights. He is a little bit of. Yeah, he is right. shake weighting. Hey, Mo. First touchdown. Way to get it. Uh, Jalen Hurts, MVP of the league right now. Playing well, like MVP. Hey, is it Jalen? Well, is it Jalen? Is it the team? Is it? It's always both. No MVP quarterback. Nobody does it alone. You got to have weapons. You got to have an offensive line. You got to have a good play caller. And you got to have a guy that makes it all go. And that's what Jalen Hurts has been. Um, you know, we did not say that. No. That is not our yeah. take. Yeah, yeah. It's some, it's some wild takes out there. Uh, also, another take. A lot of wild takes about wild takers, too. That this is the uh, – de uh, I think Dad actually said, you know, this is the biggest improvement he's no, no. seen no, 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 from no. a passer. But I, I don't think so. This guy, he's been a player. What are we talking about? Big-time player, Oklahoma. <laughs> God, let me in on this, guy. Sorry, D-Butt. Hey, you checked the group chat. Everyone's I wasn't on. there for the pre-show meeting. <laughs> it, hey, let's get to the tape, man. It got. Jalen Hurts. It, it got pretty wild. Hey, let's get back to the film, guys. Come on, Dylan. It's going to be hard to. Four, hey, fourth, fourth <laughs> and seven. All right, fourth and seven. We, this is a big, obviously a big deal uh, in this game. Wants to get to the final formation after this motion. You're going to have Devontae Smith. 
um, in the slot, and you'll see him get some type of check. But right here, you're in the slot. You got a post safety, a route that we've been seeing all year long, this slot fade, right? So you get a hitch right here. You get a slot fade. And the reason you run it is to give this guy much more space to operate in this one-on-one in here. Now, this is a fourth. This is a guy-to-have-it situation. Fourth down, you're kind of in that gray area. You don't want to punt. Don't want to kick a long field goal. First drive, too, right? Yep. Uh, post safety. Julian Love, they're having a great year. He gets a great break on the ball. It was an accurate ball. You either got to do one or two things here as this deep safety. If you run it back to the top, he gets a great read on Jalen Hurts, great break out of the post, but you got to make a decision to either attack the ball with, at the highest point. They always coach us up. Hey, attack the ball at the highest point if you're a DB. Don't wait for Yeah, it. what's that mean? That so, means your highest point? That means that the highest point literally that you can get the ball. So if I'm coming over the top, like I don't, you don't want to wait for the ball like a receiver or come here. Like you want to get to a position where you're jumping up and you're attacking this ball at the highest point because the receivers typically are running under it or they'll go up and make it. But that's why people get mossed because they don't attack it at the highest point. He's running to a spot where this ball would drop if Devontae Smith is in there, obviously. So if you see, so his hands are out. He's running like this. But these guys don't get paid a bunch of money. They don't win Heisman trophies. They only get drafted in the first round, letting these balls go up there. So you got to, A, attack the ball at its highest point. You heard Jordan Poirier. I'd rather have the interception 10 times out of 10. Or you got to separate the wide receiver from the ball. Now, 10 years ago, 12, 15 years ago, dead. probably, oh, this dude, had, you're oh, taking yeah. his helmet off. Oh, he wouldn't even go up for that ball. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're going for the kill shot 10 times out of 10. In today's NFL, you kind of second guess it. But you got to go and attack this ball at the highest point. Who do we saw? We saw somebody uh, last week or the week before, like perfect collision time, separate ball from. It was on primetime game, and they replayed it like five times. It was uh, the was it not the Bucks against the Saints where Taysom Hill caught the ball? Yeah, and then oh, fourth yeah. down. Yeah, mm-hmm. on, yeah. yeah. that last was Andy week. Dalton. He didn't make a third down or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, like that. third and seventeen. Yes, and they killed. made a play and they had a punt. Instead, what happened? Yeah, Andy Dalton lost on primetime again. Yep, mm-hmm. of course. It's a dot, though. It is a good pass. It is a good ball. And it a gets great, hit, too, or he throws uh, it. Great catch. Um, great catch from Devontae Smith going up, catching the ball, and then walking into the end zone. Hey, this comfort is uh, afforded to these modern wide receivers that previous guys didn't oh, have. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. him, him <laughs> yeah. when he made the play, yeah. I was like, man, he, he, you still got to be fearless because you can get it. Like, going mm-hmm. on a football field, you can get mm-hmm. hit. They get hit low. But, like, just the thought of this two yeah. dudes potentially yeah. high-lowing him, mm-hmm. Him still looking up and focusing on the ball and being yeah. able to catch it is unbelievable yeah. to think about. But I guess modern football, he's not going to get murdered. I mean, there's still a chance. I mean, there's still he, a chance. I mean, he still get hit very, very hard. He can still get blasted. So it takes a lot of courage to go up and make yeah. that play, no question. Yeah, well, you see, he, he high points the ball, you know, for him because he, yeah. he goes up, he high points to here. He's obviously not a big guy, but uh, it is a different league. And Julian Love, you got to at least, you got A, highest point, attack it, or B, separate that receiver from the ball. And there was plenty of surface area that he could have hit him and tried to do. Uh, yeah. yeah, but you just want – you don't hurt anybody. No. no. And that's no, what no, happened no, no. to Gronk a lot for the Patriots when they changed that rule is guys just started hitting him low. And he would mm-hmm. – you know, he'd be out yeah. for the year because he'd yeah. have a yeah. broken leg. Knees or, or head, right? That yeah. was the big conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he heard a bunch of people be like – I'd rather him hit me right in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And take him on in. They're like, don't, yep. don't say that. Nope. You're wrong. Okay, we're in the middle of a concussion thing. <laughs> we need you not saying. That. <laughs> no, fuck. I could get. They could give me new knees. You know what I mean? But the reason why they can is because it's not good to get them busted in half. Mm-hmm. Like, so. Yeah. I can. I want to see it at least. Aim for my head. That was a thing. Yes. For like a year, Big I think time. that was a conversation. Especially on like those routes that the Patriot use a lot so much because of Peyton Manning, like those seam routes. All right. Yeah. 
I'm no, hey, this man, is no taught shot. Tom Brady, right. uh-huh. the pool guard. Oh, that yeah. Pool guard, tight end behind linebacker because you pull the guard. Mm-hmm. Obviously, gonna suck up all the linebackers. Oh, hard. Right. And then you got a tight Always. end right behind, and then. I think you said what Gronk has a hundred touchdowns because of the play that Peyton Manning taught him. Yep, read it a lot. I wonder you know, how especially many. Especially that high rate area. That was a big, big play for them. Dallas Clark, I guess, did it as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is that was that a game changer? Did, is that real? Is that what I, the story we've been told? I think that did I I got that proper. Right? Yes, yeah. that was. Ex- they did that on a Peyton's places. Is that a big deal there for a linebacker? Obviously, you're the target of that particular play there. What when they pull the guard to, to suck you up and then sneak him behind you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, uh, yeah, there's like pop passes and stuff they've mm-hmm. talked about over the years that people run. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty tough to defend, no question. Hopefully you don't have to fill that B-gap and have the tight end vertical. I've been in schemes where that is the case, and that Terrible. is not fun. Yeah, some schemes are just fucking you, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a route that fucked this <laughs> scheme. Fucking you. Uh, we got, uh, we're going to have a deep half safety down here. And this is something we've been seeing a lot, too. So this uh, middle run-through defender in cover two is usually a linebacker that's coming from here. A lot of teams now are starting with another DB, and they're just kind of starting them deep down here, and then him, he's still responsible for whoever's running deep middle. So right now it looks like some type of cover two defense. So you got the corners in, uh, and then the flats, and then you have the safeties in the deep half. Now for him, running back from the top, for him, this deep half safety on the backside, you got a receiver and a tight end. And once again, everybody's kind of uh, inside the numbers. You're close to the alumni section, but for him, Everything's going to go away. And if you're a deep half defender, uh, DBs, when you're looking across the field, like your deep threat is going to come from the opposite side of the field. So what Seattle's going to do here is they're going to run deep DK Metcalf on an over route and then Goodwin on a deeper over route. So Chen is only going to see that first DK Metcalf one. He's never going to get vision on 11, which is also a track star. So two fast guys running across the field. Geno Smith, like he's been doing all year, so you see it open up right there. So he's that deep half safety. He got um, influenced by DK Metcalf. You got Goodwin running behind him on a deeper angle over route. That's a great, great uh, route concepts. Obviously, this takes time to develop. And then a great throw from Geno as well. This is tough right here. Goodwin's having like a resurgence with them, huh? He is having, he is a, having a good year. It's he a great throw. It's a good wow. year because, you, you know, you got two. You got Tyler Lockett. You got DK Metcalf, two really good receivers. So that you can go in there after you're gonna get matchups. Now, this is another the other guy that can help him as this middle field reader, because middle field cover two, you're usually going to the passing strength. That was the three-man side before this back came across. So maybe he could see that second one coming over, but somebody's gotta pick up that deep crosser. That's a long throw, long developing mm-hmm. play, big play, uh, great execution from Seattle. Gino checking before the play too. It seems mm-hmm. like Gino's just he's like dope. he, he is, is a guy. fucking yeah. guy. Yeah. Little Latte told us they'd love to lock him down a long yeah, term. Four or five years. Feels like they might. Four or five years. <laughs> Could get another quarterback, too. How do you so... feel about Little Latte? Oh, man. Me, too. I like him, man. You know, going out there and trying to make his own name. You got you can respect oh, that. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Sits on the floors. Has good energy. He was sitting on the floor the other day, wasn't he? He was. That's I like thought... a really super he like, was. rich. Yes, it thing. is. Like, is it? Like, no, yeah. no, I thought his dad wouldn't let him sit on the furniture when he's in that nice His dad, no one sits on this furniture. Sit your ass down on the marble floor. <laughs> Sitting on the floor. Hey, breaking legit news too. You know he he talked about the Debo shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's not as bad as and then you know Rams having the Odell rights. Yeah, Schultz hits. Yeah, that was wrong. 
But Schultz hits. <laughs> There's no reason to bring that up. <laughs> all right, yeah. we did. We all We are all Schultzy fans. Big fan. Yes. He's coming out here, right? Isn't he coming out here? Yeah. You said he was yeah. staying over. He can't. Well, Standing yeah, invitation. Yeah. We got, we got a lot plenty of floors of he can sit on. Yeah. No fucking chairs, though. I swear to God, Schultzy. <laughs> you sit on one of these chairs. <laughs> I need to see the video. You're gonna get smacked. Uh, I don't know what you guys are talking oh, about. Oh man, good Gino. This was bad Gino right here. Oh, oh, hey, oh, oh, too much of bad Gino. It's not a lot of bad Gino. It's not. This is very uncharacteristic with him, though. But this is going to be a uh, one, two, three, three deep, four underneath. Now he's going to sprint out to the left. You saw it kind of get built. Uh, if you run it back to the beginning, this is a sprint out formation. It gets built. Usually you're going to have a, a back. Uh, running back to the back side of the quarterback opposite of wherever he's sprinting out to, and then you get a tight end that's kind of, we used to call it C area. He's going to be in this area. So they build this sprint out formation, and then they're going to sprint out. And when Geno sprints out to his left for right-handed quarterbacks, when you make these throws, obviously going away, you got to kind of square your hips up and make this throw. Now, Geno does that, but he took way too long. Like, like right when he hits that hash pause, like that, this ball should be out because this is wide open. Because of the sprint out and DK running this out route, J.C. Horn, the deep third defender, he goes with the out route initially. You got the deep post safety, ton of space. If you, if you put that one of those blue, like ton of space out here for him to throw this ball right oh, now. Gee. But that space closes up really, really quick in, in this league. So he took way too long. When you see it from the back copy, Ooh. nice return. J.C. Horn, oh, I oh, can't do it. Got tackled by the turf monster. Should have been a pick six. He was having an unbelievable year last year as a rookie. Got cut short mm-hmm. with a knee injury. He's been having a great year this year as That's well. That's flipping the hips. Yeah, so yeah. you'll see he takes way, like, huh. he Gino. takes a hitch. So he's wide open right now. You saw where the corner is right now. And then he takes another hitch, which is and forever another. for a DB to react to. So he not only plays the short route, DK Metcalf, but he comes back and plays the top route as well. But I think if Gino Ooh. lets that ball oh. go down, Turf Great Monster got him. That is a quick spin move. Yeah, J.C. Horn's a guy. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a dude. There's a reason. Remember, this dude was first defensive player Eight drafted, Eight I believe, and drafted mm-hmm. one pick ahead of Patrick Sertain. Yeah. And they both been, uh, you know, home run draft picks. Sertain just gets more pub because the quarterback on his team sucks more. Uh, at, football, at football. At football. At football. This year. This year. Yeah, probably. It is – I don't know. I don't know why. He came from Bama, too. Maybe Bama, you know, people knew more yeah. in college. But uh, J.C. Horn, you know, he played big-time SEC football, too, though. Uh, well, SEC, South Carolina? South, South Carolina. Carolina. What's going on? Are you talking about Beamer down there? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. They're axing them? Big-time wins. Beat the, Clemson. Beat Tennessee. Tennessee. Beat Tennessee. Beat the shit out Spencer of Tennessee. Spencer Rattler still there? Yeah. Yes. He's deciding, he coming out? He's deciding whether he's coming out or staying back. Did he play? Is he good enough to? Ah, he had six studs one game. Yep. Last two physical tools. Like Richardson and give him Florida, same same well, thing. Yeah. yeah, what's that all about? What do you think what's that, that about? is? Just it's not gonna be in the he's not playing the Las Vegas Bowl? No. no. They're saying he's gonna get drafted to Carolina. <laughs> I'm not yeah. happy. I saw him in the Colts Top jersey. Yeah, I saw him in the Colts jersey too. Colts, yeah. Colts, jersey. Colts are here. Colts would be the perfect pick because then they'll stick again for another twenty years. We don't know that. I'm just saying I don't think no. we know if this guy's a guy, right? I mean half a season he was playing like a quarter the first half it was just like yeah. freak show athlete. Ha- yeah, has the that tools. spin move Dude, touchdown. But do we have any clue if he could play football or not? And then when he announced to go to the NFL, I'm like, oh, I guess he knows he can play football. That's really good. Same deal. I mean, he's going to probably have to, what, sit three, four years before he really – I think they said he's only started like 11 games. I'd rather get paid from his point. I'd rather get paid big money to develop, to get coached well. And if you're investing in the top 
10, 15 pick. And then I think what Josh Allen did. I did not expect him to be a top 15 pick. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they had him going to Carolina all. at 11. McShay. You no go. Short, you ben, no if, short, you, yeah. if you're AR, yeah. you go if you're a number 11 overall pick. But for me, that was surprising. I was like, yeah. damn, I remember. I guess I didn't keep up with the second half of their season as much. I'm looking into it over the next few days here mm-hmm. before the Vegas Bowl. But, like, at the beginning, it was, like, very electrifying. But he hadn't thrown a touchdown. Yeah. I don't think he had thrown a touchdown in, like, Six weeks or something like that. It was like, what, what are we? Not a po- not a polished, far from a polished price. But if he's going eleven, yeah. fucking take the money and run. Yeah, oh, yeah. that spin move and that jump yeah, throw early. That was kind of like he jumped on everybody's scene. Yeah, but um, but anyway, Deshaun well, Watson backup. Did you hear about their backup? In Florida. I did. He's a Florida guy. Yeah, Florida, Florida boy. That's who you guys are up to. Hey, well. Florida boy. Florida boy. That's weird. What do you got to say? It's bad Debo? ball right there. Bro, that? that's it's bad. That was like a dude. bad ball. Oh, yeah. D- Debo, where are you from? Again? You all right? Shake it up a bit. Lottie Dottie. I'm pretty sure so is that kid. Really? Sure. You still go to the elbow room often? Or? Never heard of that spot. It's a great spot. It's on the beach. What is it? It's a booze, it's a booze bar. Yeah. Wide. Elbow room? Yeah, elbow room. It's down there by, um, it's by the W. It's by the W on A1A. Oh, okay. No, exactly. Hey, Lottie Dolly, good time. What a, what a fucking time. city. Good time. Lou, Lou Anarumo still got a place down there. That's right. Hey, he didn't go there. He went to Morgantown, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Good job. It's Anarumo. Anarumo, I'm sorry. Anarumo. I thought you said you liked him. Yeah. Love him. Love Why are you saying? Okay, Anarumo. Say his name, Anarumo. Not great with names, guys. I'm sorry. Same. But Watson. No, There's name. a name. Jesse Bates. <laughs> Another one. And also oh! Lou Anarumo. Yeah, these are Lou's guys right here. It actually... Yeah. He had them right here. Once again, where are we? Alumni section. Everybody inside the numbers. Hey, talk about that again one more time. Wait, action. Talk about alumni okay. section. Alumni section. Between the 40s, where the alumni sit, this is where you're going to drop a lot of shots. Because on the other side of this alumni section, once you get into that 40-yard line, it gets to a point really quick where the field becomes uh, wider than it is longer, Paul. So as defenses, you get less concerned with defense, mm-hmm. with offenses being able to run by you. So now it gets tougher for the pass. Get super soup canny down there. Yep. So offensive coordinators, quarterbacks, they will prefer to take those shots from this part of the field, and then you know that high red fringe area before it gets tighter. So here, once again, just like that Geno play, we got space, we got opportunity. You know, off the plaque, you run it back uh, beginning. Jeez. You got so it's going to be a play action fake out of the gun. You get a little pre snap motion, play action, and it's going to be a wide. You see a safety coming down. He's got everybody's got run gaps, and then this over route, same route. We see this route over and over again. We see the play action. It's the same shit week in week out. A lot of space. Deshaun Watson, rusty for whatever reason, doesn't well, throw it. There's By a the, reason, D. But no, for whatever reason, he doesn't throw this ball oh. on time. And once again, you wait too late. Space closes up. Really, really quick in this league. Jesse Bates makes an unbelievable play out of the post. Once you'll see cool the from, from the back area, get the motion, get the play action. Gonna ha- it's dialed up. Boom, People's Jones wide open. You got space. It's a super clean pocket. You got to make that throw earlier because if you don't, that type of shit happens. That's the Anarumo boys. Yes, that sir. is, isn't it? Hey, Anarumo Where's Lou? Is he over here? Hey, how come? He's right there. That's Zach Taylor. I thought Lou's got Lou's his hand do, up Lou's right there. Lou's doing the windmill. Looks yeah. Like, is this him? Right there. Is, yeah. Lou? is that Coach Anarumo? That looks like Zach, I think. That's Zach. Is, is that, that Lou? Right there. That, is might Lou be, that might be Lou right that's, there. Yeah, that's oh. Lou. Let's go, Lou. Anarumo. Baby Lou. He's got some balls. Hey! Be able to dunk. Holy shit! That bro. was a hell of a jump. <laughs> what a hang time! Is that real? 
guys, no, sixty-eight. Sideline looks a little different than our sideline. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely did. How so? Look at him; he fucking crow hops into that. Boom. Oh man, he spins off. Man, board. avoided major injury right there. Yeah, yeah for so the other there. guy. You don't want to run into Anna Rumo. <laughs> Go down to the end zone. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next one. Tariq Woolen, rookie. Uh, deep third. This is uh, something we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, just wanted to show this example of him. So deep third defender, cover three. Uh, this is a this is a cover three, country cover three, as Coach Pagano will call it. Not carrying the verticals, right? So DJ Moore is going to run a seam. So if these both receivers go vertical, this one corner is responsible for both of them. We don't Jeez. see it played well that often, but we'll see. This is why you draft the corner 6-2 that runs a 4-2 or 6-4 that runs a 4-2 because you can do something Jeez. like that. Number one in Pro Bowl voting right now. Holy As he should shit. be. I think he's leading the league still in interceptions. And um, when you draw this up on paper, you know, it always sounds easier than it is. But two verts, once again, he's going to run a – He's going to end up running the curl route. But that's him, the curl flat defender. He's letting him run. And that's a lot of ground that Tariq Woolen covers because your post safety is on the other side of the field, outside the hash. You'll get a better view from the uh, tight copy because there was space for Sam Darnold, and this is where the, you know, the, the, the better quarterbacks in the league oh, yeah, you've always yeah, said, you've said. would throw this ball. Sam Darnold 2-0 right now, man. Yeah, you're damn right. Beats yeah. the Seahawks in Seattle. Yeah, so you see this is the post safety After right After turf here. pass. So post safety is all the way out there. Yeah, some piece. So right now you're going to see that it's going to be plenty of space. Let it uh, pause. If you throw this ball in here, mm. DJ Moore probably walks into the end zone. But you leave it up the seam, and once again, the space closes really oh. fast in this league with DB. He probably didn't even that, that, see fucking. Yeah, that's the biggest adjustment for quarterbacks when they get to the league is how fast windows close. Because the guy's open. If you take that extra hit, you take that extra read, and you don't throw with anticipation – Players can make plays like this. Is he still trying to adjust to that? He's been in the league for like eight years. <laughs> Long time. Yeah, what are we doing? We still don't know. Hey. We still don't know. That guy's making $20 million this year. Uh, these these are the bonus plays up. we got to. So I, I know you, you hit me up about Tariq earlier on. How does Tariq get one-on-ones? If I'm a D coordinator, I'm always keeping somebody on top of it. But Mike Davis, he's going to be backside one-on-one. Play a lot of press coverage. Had a pretty good game, too, but... You got a three-by-one formation away from him. And then Miami, right before the snap, they're going to shift this running back as well to make it everybody. They're going to put everybody away from Tyreek Hill. The defense obliges and brings every – so nobody's up. It's just me and him. That's not in a press at that. So now it's Mike Davis <laughs> one-on-one press technique. Jesus. What are doing? I mean, I, this is – I thought it, Staley was a defensive guy. Yeah, this is, well, he's quarterback. Oh, he's the defense guy. Through the eyes of the quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> Whoa. So is it right, AJ? Obviously, two of season. That is correct. I mean, that is not. It's pretty good coverage so I far. mean, just one-on-one. So, so far, had, it is, yeah. yeah. He, I think he trips <laughs> up or something. Uh, something happens, but, oh. I mean, this is. Well, his hamstrings thing. probably said, yeah, we're fast. <laughs> but also. <laughs> yeah, this dude, that's the dude, you know, 50. I don't know how many 50-plus yard touchdowns, but he's like already like top two or three. Yeah, he's third in NFL yeah, history. Already, already in his young career. So that's not a guy that I want to leave. I don't care who that corner is, that I want to leave just butt-ass naked on that backside of the uh, formation. But they did. And how about two? Good throw. Good throw. In stride. Yeah. Half hand. Once again, Mike Davis had a good game. But the thing about Tyreek Hill, just like Poirier said earlier, you know, one play, one trip up, one anything, it's a touchdown. So – He's a pretty good player. 
pretty good, pretty flash, Slow jog, pretty, yeah. pretty fast. We'll run through this one. Jared Goff uh, probably got two plays in the huddle, checks to the second one. It's going to be a fake toss. We always talk about where is number three, one, two, three. That's number three, fake toss. These guys are outside leverage, nothing but space and opportunity after that fake toss. They execute it. They do a lot of this uh, in the red area. Cough looks fucking they good, do, they huh? Do a lot of this player. Oh, that yeah. is smooth. Look at that fake. Oh, fake pitch. Good Set. toss. Yeah. So every, you know, obviously these guys got to go. Everybody's going, and then you just got a lot of space with these guys outside Six. leverage, which you should never be outside leverage at man coverage that tight to the end zone. But you'll see even better from this, this copy. Ball's Ooh. over there. Psych. Dude, this guy, <laughs> is this fucking that. Chris Angel? I mean, he, yeah, he could have yeah. tucked this bitch and ran if he wanted to. Seed. Bang. But, but yeah, they, they do a lot of this, especially down there. Who's, not, who's calling plays for them? Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. One of the best red zone teams in the league. That's because the creative gadget. Lou talked about this play. Jamar Chase not even expecting it. This is trust. This is timing. This is obviously accuracy. Because pre-snap, you run it back real quick. Pre-snap, Johnson, he's the post-safety, and he's leaned all the way. This is exactly where post-safety should be when you got a dog like this out here. So he's two yards outside of the hash to the side. So I can see why he wasn't expecting the ball. But Burrow said, fuck it. I'm going to my guy. I know where he's going to be. I know where I can put this ball. Unbelievable throw by Burrow. Trust and then a great job by Jamar. <laughs> you see him coming out of break. He's like, oh, okay. Dark. Cool. Denzel Ward's coverage was so good. He didn't expect the ball to be thrown there at all. He wasn't nobody looking. Nobody did. Nobody did. I mean, that's you cool got a Joe. post safety right. That's why you put the post safety there. And John Johnson, really good player. He, you know, I'm sure he's kicking himself in the ass right now, giving that one up. Sorry, John. But great play. Got thrown it into a fucking shoebox. Yeah. Bro, he's so good at football. Yeah. Burrow? Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. You're a big fan. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Makes it's, the throws, mindset, makes the decisions. Skill set, uh, mindset, everything. Smart kid, tough kid, obviously. And you can tell that the, the team loves him. The coaches, that you know how much that shit matters. So everybody rallies around him. Joe, Joe Burrow leading you out of the tunnel, you feel pretty good about your chances. Yeah, and if you're a fan, you should feel great about him being your quarterback. And once again, remember, when his contract's up, I got there's an owner just a couple hours away, mm-hmm. who has a museum yep. who'd love rock star Joe Burrow to be over here. Bingo. Good luck with everything, and uh, thank you so much, DB. Thank you, uh, Burrow, do, do you want to win some money for the people, or do you oh, want somebody do else to do it? Let's go, Debo. Hit some putts. Hit some putts, tried. You should have seen it, Debo. I tried. It wasn't good. He's a lefty. We don't have a lefty putter. Oh, basketball today. Okay! Yeah, yeah D-Boy, When Darius Butler, the host of Everything DB, the man-to-man podcast and NFL matchups, makes this shot or another shot, we will give 10 people $500 who randomly retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in the same reply so we can pay you efficiently. AJ, anything to say to Darius Butler before he yes, shoots this magical shot? He's going to make the first one. There's nothing to read. D-Butt doesn't need any, any advice or any inspiration. I agree. The hoop looks bigger today, D-Butt, doesn't it? The swag is outrageously Ooh. fantastic. Ooh. Ooh, that was right out. That one in. Right out. one in from here. No, that, that was good. That, that was good. We're good. This one falls for Darius Butler. Oh. oh. Football Man, on the Java track. Fuck. That's not good. Damn it. Those are really good. good shots. Yeah. Bank that thing. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Darius makes a shot. Five hundred dollars. Short. Sorry, guys. Java, 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 Java. Java. Hi, this is Darius Butler, host of the Man to Man podcast, Everything DB, and. 
He is a man who, because he just made that shot on his first try. First try. We'll give 10 people $500 who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in the same reply so that we can pay you efficiently and quickly on Cash App. That's money. AJ, great work. D-Butt, great shot. Boys, fantastic show today. Big thanks to Coach Lou Anarumo, Ian Rappaport, Jordan Poyer, and for everybody watching. In the back, you guys crushed it. We will see you tomorrow as week 15 of the NFL season kicks off. Be a friend, tell a friend. Hockey Talk tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, YouTube.com forward slash Hockey Talk, or That's Hockey Talk. And Hammer Done. done in 10 minutes at youtube.com forward slash hammer done. done we'll see you tomorrow goodbye